0: Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect. Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct. What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one of more is golden eye. Mike's the level headed, <laughs> baby gave edits. Uncle Dad gets nervous all the time, but to his credit, he's clever. Spring stuff on Mike on a daily. And can mangle up a name amazingly. The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening, so why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting, to Grammy songwriting, to Burning Man flames, to firefighter video games, and many, many more than I could put in a verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. And many, many more than I could put in one verse. Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse. Yeah. Yes. You heard it first here, Show did. Tian Buku1 aka Mr. Generous.
1: All right, Mike, we are here on the GDC GD- Expo floor. We're looking at Mutant Football League. Now, do you remember this game growing up? I do. Did you play it a lot or not really? Um, I played it a couple of times. I loved this game. When this yeah. game came out, there was no other sports game like that. I've never played a sports game that had like, you know, the feel of football, with the fun of like gladiators just killing each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Is that right? Yeah, that is right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of NFL Blitz. Yeah. But did that come after this? This came out way before that. This came out
1: before that. This came out in the 90s, early 90s. I knew
2: that. I was just thinking if you knew that. Oh, of
1: course I knew. We know who the gamer is. Right. Uh, Yeah, so we're out here checking it out. We're actually going to talk to somebody who helped develop the game. It's Digital Dreams Entertainment. Uh, We're very excited to chat with them about it. This is the newest uh, rendition of the game. They're actually working on a sequel soon, so we're going to talk about that kind of stuff. What I really enjoy, and I'm sure you do too, is that the teams are like loosely based on like real NFL teams. Real teams. So I'm sure you're curious what the Saints are.
2: I hope that the Saints are in this game.
1: They're probably like the New Orleans. What would you, what what fake name would you give them? The New Orleans Sinners? uh, Okay, sure. That'd be cool, right? Like a little flip on it? Yeah, a little flip. Uh, But I think we're going to, let's play a little bit of it. We'll find out. And then we'll chat it up and then we'll go from there. What do you think? Okay, let's do it. All right, Uncle Dad here, hanging out with the creative director of Digital Dreams. Dreams, right? Yes. That's correct. (laughs) Uh, With Michael Menheim. You got it. Oh, yes, I got it right. I always get so nervous with Touchdown. Touchdown, indeed. I love it. So let's talk about it. We're here talking about Mutant Football League. I love this game. Oh, thank you. I was a huge fan of it growing up. It's great to see it here. It is just amazing. Now, can we? Well, can we tell, us, tell my audience about what this game is. If they don't know.
3: Okay, so uh, Mutant Football League, it plays like an NFL Blitz type of game. We parody the NFL and the players. It's an M-rated game. It's a hard-hitting, arcade-style sports game. So it's American football, only you're playing it with Mutant and Monsters, and um, you can win the game By high score, or you can win the game by decimating the uh, opposing team. Meaning, we've got special plays in here where your players can pull out a chainsaw, and let's say I destroy um, all of your quarterbacks, I can win even though you might be beating me 73 to three. I take out all your quarterbacks, I win the game.
1: Wow, it's like. That's like real football. (laughs) Uh, Now, I have to ask, what is your favorite football uh, player
3: parody? Well, in um, Mutant Football League, and it's our community favorite, too, it's Bomb Shady, (laughs) the Goats, right? Right, yeah. uh, So everybody either loves or hates him. And uh, in the game, he's like one of our highest rated players. And he's got a lot of cool, dirty tricks, which again, it's like it allows him to cheat while he plays. Does he deflate a ball? (laughs) No, we don't have that one, but we
1: should. That'll be the next one, next time.
3: And Mutant Football League's an M rated game, so we, you know, it's not politically correct. There's a lot of violence, but we have options where, because we have a lot of fathers who want to play with their kids so they can turn down the blood, turn off the swearing and then they can make the game safe to play with kids. It's super fun, pick up and play, and, um, you know, it's best played over a few beers. (laughs) Now, I
4: noticed
2: uh, that you have 18 teams that you're parodying in here, right? Is that correct? Well,
3: we actually have more than that. You do? Yeah. And so... It's it's actually about, so far we've got 28 teams that are NFL parodies. Yeah,
2: and so... when you sit down to come up with the names, is there like a board of you board of guys that come together and, and, and spit throw names at the wall or how does that work?
3: So usually everything filters through me. Yes. But we are very involved with our community and a lot of times we run contests
5: mm. and
3: the community comes up with player names, team names, or we'll come up with you know, whatever, like 10 team names, and then we'll run surveys and have the community vote on them. And the names the community likes are the names we go with. Wonderful. and and Obviously, we never put any names we don't like internally in the survey. (laughs) So whatever we're running in a survey, like, we got to be able to live with.
2: Slightly curated survey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a a New Orleans Saints team in this game? Absolutely, yes. May I ask what the name of that? But New
3: Orleans.
2: We call them, yeah. And we
3: call them the New Orleans zombies. Zombies, that's the zombies.
2: zombies. And that's
3: right. then we also have fantasy teams, like oh. we have the Orcs of Hazard, which is like kind of a play on the Dukes of Hazard. They're like a Southern Dixie team. Oh yeah. Made up of orcs, they're not very good offensively, but they're great defensively, and they're a hard-hitting running team. Then we also have another fantasy called Full Metal Mayhem, which is a team made up of dad and near-dead rock and roll stars.
2: <laughs> I love it. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, I, I'm going to ask one more one more Saints related question. What is the Drew Brees name that you that, that's in the game?
3: Well, we we call him Boo Sleaze. <laughs> as, as you should. There it is.
2: <laughs> I'm excited to play this. Um, So we're going to have to play this.
1: We're going to have to play it. We'll play it right now. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time and speaking to us. Oh, thank you, guys. Absolute pleasure. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Thank you again. All right, so we just got done playing Munich Football League. Yeah. This is your first experience with it. Yes. Well, I mean, the new one at least. Uh, Of this, yes. Yeah, yeah. So how did it feel to get beat down?
2: Well, let's take it easy. You didn't
1: beat me down. I got close.
2: I killed one of your players.
1: Actually, that's true. So in theory, you actually technically beat me. It's yeah. Like but you killed, I
2: guess, Jimmy G. No, it was some running back.
1: Okay, so it wasn't Jimmy G. No. Because nobody wants Jimmy G.
2: No one even wants to kill him.
1: No, nobody even wants to we kill him. We no just don't. We're just done with him. That's all it is. Yes. So, what did you think about it? Fun?
2: Yeah, a lot of fun. I feel like we can keep playing, but. For sure, we can. For sure, we can. We, sure we, we can. have to keep it moving. So I have
1: this at home. So when you come over sometime, we'll play it.
2: You have this one? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, let's yeah. play.
1: I have it on the Switch, so yeah, we we'll definitely have to play it. Uh, What was your favorite thing about it? I I love that you were mentioning the stadium a lot. Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah,
2: yeah. So obviously, I picked the new Gorguelen Zombies, Uh, the New Orleans team. And so the inside of the arena is like a, you know, it's like a version of the Superdome, but it looks like a crazy hell version of New Orleans, with all these neon signs and bars, and it just looks like. Would you
1: go to that stadium? I would go. You you would definitely go? Oh, yeah. Would you get fucked up? (laughs)
2: I'd have to, <laughs> yes.
1: Now, all in all, I think it's a great time. I'm glad we got to play it. I'm glad we got to talk to Michael as well. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't played it yet, go get it. It's not that expensive. It's always on sale, too. I really recommend it. Mutant Football League, go check it out. From Digital Dreams Entertainment. Mike, you approve? I approve. Awesome, check him out. All right, so Mike, we're here. going to try a game called Plinko Burger? Plinko Burger. Are you ready? Oh, wait, yeah.
2: Tradition? Yeah, absolutely. Mike, are you ready? I'm ready to watch. To go
1: back to your days of flipping burgers. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We'll tell you that story later, but yes.
2: Okay.
6: Awesome, so on the left-hand side of the screen, your receipt's gonna come up with all the ingredients that you need to make the burger. You're gonna squeeze on the squeeze me to move across the screen, and then you're gonna talk to the machine. So I know I need a brownie, brownie, cookie, cookie, ice cream, cherry, ice cream, Ice cream, brownie, brownie, brownie. Ah,
2: so what he's doing is he's saying the things that come up on the receipt and then he moves these ketchup and mustard paddles left and right to catch them so they fall into the bag. And then the orders Burger up.
6: Patty. I Burger see. Fun, fun, pineapple.
2: That's an interesting burger. Yeah, that's a, that's
6: a <laughs> random one that we have. But you get the gist of how to play, right? I do, yes. I want to quit Plinko Burger.
1: All right, All right. Mike All right. is going to step up to the plate, make some burgers. I'm going to chat it up.
6: Let's see how you do.
1: And uh, so yeah, if you let's a see.
5: A 30, we're giving out our diner hats today. Uh-huh.
1: 103 is the high score. cause okay, Mike? Can Mike beat the high score? So Mike is currently holding a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle, and he's going to play, if he can play this game, Plinko Burger. I'm excited to see if Mike can do this, because he was a burger man for a long time, for a very long time. And now he's out here flipping digital. Burgers. So let me go over here to this side, if I can chat with this gentleman while they play. While he plays that, let's talk about the game.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So, you, do you mind holding that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. All right, so what is your name? My name is David Vicker,
6: and I'm working on Plinko Burger with Zena.
1: Awesome, so let's kind of talk about the game now. We kind of briefly talked about it, but this game is like a Plinko game.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is an alt control game. Um, It uses voice recognition and then pressure sensors to help move the bumper across the screen. Uh, The main objective is to build burgers and get hungry customers fed. Where does this idea come from? So funny enough, it actually started in a class we were taking for alternate controller building for gaming. And uh, the original idea started as uh, Trash Plinko. So we were gonna sort through uh, compost and aluminum and recycling and trash and get it in the correct bin. And then we were like, man, that doesn't sound as engaging as something else could be. So we were like, what if we made burgers? And then uh, we knew we wanted to run with the Plinko idea. So it kind of just started piecing itself together after that.
1: So. Now, I have to ask, have you ever worked in fast food or flipping burgers? Oh, I have
6: never flipped burgers. I've worked in the service industry a couple of times, but. Does it have that element in there of service yeah, with the yeah, guests? We absolutely. All know, we all know
1: how that goes. <laughs> yes. You know.
6: But, and, I mean, that's why you get frustrated and you're allowed to yell at the computer compared to yelling at guests, though. So I mean, I, a... I guess
1: technically you can yell at guests. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you should, right? Well, at
6: Blinko Burger, you'd make it, but uh, somewhere yeah. else, maybe not. Maybe not, not. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> I, I am. You know, on a, if I can ask you this, on a personal level, have you ever actually dealt with, like, what's the worst customer service
5: store you have?
6: Um... You know, the worst customer service I have been a part of actually didn't come when I was taking care of a restaurant business. I'm a raft guide in the summertime, and uh, it stinks when people don't listen to commands in that way, because it's a lot more dangerous out there on the water. so just people not listening and doing dumb stuff that puts them into risk that they didn't need to be in
1: and see that's what's great about this because now you can let all that out in this game
6: yeah yeah exactly and there's there's not high risk associated with this and if you curse you get confetti so (laughs) so why
1: what's better i love it i absolutely love it now Is this game going to be available for anywhere to play at some point? Absolutely. So
6: I have these receipts. I don't think you you all see it right now. But these have QR codes to our itch.io page. I can give that to you. Awesome. You scan that QR code and that'll take you straight to our itch where you can download at home and play. Um, If you want to play at home and you can't see this QR code, if you just Google Plinko Burger, it's going to give you a couple of restaurants to check out. Ignore those. Scroll on down, you'll see Plinko Burger with the caddy picture right next to it. Um, You can click that link and download the game and play at home. Awesome, now how do I get the the special controllers? So sadly, the special controllers aren't available for at home play. Maybe in the future they will be, but you will be able to play with your A and D keys and the voice recognition will still recognize you. Only on Windows though, sadly we don't have access to Apple's code, as always, so. Course, yeah, as always. I like that little, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got you, I got you.
1: Well, thank you so much, and I guess, if I can say this, order served. <laughs> thank you, thank yes, you. Thank you, take care, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Mike is taking pictures, but before yeah. after he takes that picture, what we're picture? gonna chat about what you just did. What did you just do?
2: Well, I I've, I've failed at serving fast food. So that's like your real life. <laughs> yes, yes it is. So for those who don't know, can we talk about that? About how I just failed the
1: game. Well, how you used to flip burgers real quick.
2: Yeah, well, so come on. go right ahead. You, you know, are, I think I think
1: done it. I think uh, maybe you should talk about it.
2: Well, yeah, I worked for a day at Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Only one day though. Only,
2: Only one day. One day. Um, yeah, I went in to work and they didn't give me a uniform. I was wearing a Nike shirt, and they said, "Just go ahead and work in that." They didn't give me a hat. They didn't give me anything, and it was this one girl behind the counter along with me, a person who's never been there.
1: And it was horrible, I bet. And
2: she said, said, well, just start doing this. And she told me what to do as Dairy Queen was very busy, and the drive-thru was busy, and then I started making burgers, and there was this tin in the back. And you open up this square tin, and inside was the burgers. And you pull one out with a tong, and it's sitting in a tin of oil. And you throw it on the grill to heat it up, and then you put it in the, Thing and send it on out.
1: And how does that compare to this game?
2: <laughs> well, uh, I probably, I felt the pressure. <laughs> I felt the pressure in both situations.
1: So let's talk about Plinko Burger. now that we know your beautiful background. Plinko Burger, what was the experience like? What, what, tell us everything that went down.
2: Well, it kind of is like working in a fast food restaurant. Like, it's very quick. You've got the, the, the order, the ticket comes up, and you got to shout out what you need. Which is kind of what they do in the fast food restaurant, restaurant, fast food place, and you got to hurry and you got to get it, and then it's, it's fast, and then you know you suck. <laughs> what do you think about the controls? Um. Well, first for the first half, I was playing it. I realized I had the right hand on the left. I had the right and left switch, so that's probably why I was so horrible.
1: And then when he was saying that, he's referring to the, the one of the hands was a ketchup bottle, and, and one, one was one's a mustard. mustard. Which is genius. And then you wear the little headset, too, like, oh, and if you hear that, we're closing.
2: they are closing. Just like uh, when the fast food restaurant closes, you go home. Absolutely. And here's another interesting trivia. The next day, the only reason I worked one day was because the next day I went back to go work, and I was riding my bike, and my pedal broke, and I fell down in the middle of the street. And I said, I'm not going to that job. And I turned around (laughs) and went home. Wow. <laughs> OK. What and then I went back to get my paycheck, which was for $8, <laughs> in which I took to Tata Records and bought a two short tape. I didn't even
1: know yeah. what to say to that. So there you go. <laughs> well, I appreciate the stories. Thank you for being, participating in that game. I think it's really genius, too, because they gave you a cool little burger hat, yeah. like an In-N-Out burger style. And what's really cool is the way they distribute the game is giving you a little receipt that has a QR code on it. And that QR code is what gets you the game. Yeah, it and looks like a receipt. The game is free receipt. to play, so anybody can get it. It's that oh, easy. It's, it's awesome, go check it out. Plinko Burger, I definitely recommend it. It's from a, it's from two people, two people made this game. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, go check it out. And one thing to keep in mind, if you check out our Instagram, which is at Uncle Dad Talks, you'll actually see some great pictures, some great behind the scenes look. You'll even see Mike wearing his sweet burger hat, holding a receipt.
2: I look just like I did when I was 16.
1: Yeah, full exactly. beard and everything. Exactly the same. Because <laughs> for some reason when he was 16, he had a full beard. That's right. Yeah, so go check it out. Instagram.com forward slash at Uncle Dad Talks. All right, Mike. We are walking the floor. Yes. Doing what we do best. Walking. Or at least I do it okay. <laughs> you do pretty good walking.
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, he thinks so? <laughs> uh, so we are here on the GDC Expo floor again. We're, that's all we're doing today is just Expo work, floor work. Floor work. What have you seen that's catching your eye right now?
2: Uh, a cage of with puppies in it.
1: Oh, that dude's pants are awesome, did you see that?
2: I wasn't looking at his pants. His
1: pants are awesome, like Jinko jeans, but yeah. like hammer pants style. Uh, watch your steps there. We're gonna to go down some steps here. And when we walk into this other room, we have what I think is really cool, the, uh, is it the museum of what, I'm sorry? The Museum of Art and Digital Entertainment, which is in Oakland, California. Yeah. Go check it out. Mike, tell them a little bit what this is.
2: So it looks to me like what they do at this, uh, Museum is they have a selection of all the previous systems that you could play games on, from PC, Atari, all the Nintendos, all the Playstations. Looks like they've got a Sega over there. And they got stations set up where you can sit and play, which I want to do. So you work, and I'll sit over <laughs> here and play Mario of course, 3.
1: Of course. I work, and then you play. I like that. Yeah. But it's really cool. Uh, I like the fact that each station has a game to its to its generation. So, like on the older PCs, you got Diablo 2. On the older iMac, you got Marathon. Shout out to Halo fans up there. On the 360, you got Halo itself. And you got a bunch of great stuff. I really think this is such a great way to get people who aren't aware of the classic gaming world, I guess, to get them to try it out.
2: Yeah, for all the young kids out there.
1: For all the young kids, indeed. And this is the GDC Arcade Play area. Uh, And again, check them out. And they also have a podcast, it looks like it's called Madecast. So, check them out, sir. (laughs)
2: <laughs> That's our competition.
1: Well, <laughs> they're historic, so it's different. Okay. So let's keep the walking going. So what's really interesting, too, is if you look around, you have different, like, countries. you got Spain, France, Canada, uh, Chile. Chile or Chile? I think it's Chile. Okay, okay. It is cold. It is cold. Yes. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> it's a little chilly. Uh, yeah, so let's go walk around some more, do some chatting with some people. There's some Japanese games too. I want to learn about that. I love Japan. I've been to Japan a couple times. Mike, you have not? I have not. But we need to do that soon. And yeah, Mike, we'll be back and we're just going to have some fun. Sound good?
7: Yes, let's have fun.
1: All right, so Mike, we are here with Brandon of OG. Is it OG Life or OG Life?
7: OG Life. OG so Life. Original, original Gamer Life.
1: Oh. I thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that, yeah. but
7: okay, I'll take right? Awesome. So let's, yeah,
1: let's learn about what you're doing. So please tell us about it.
7: Sure. So we're building a, a metaverse, a blockchain metaverse. So uh, it'll have crypto, NFTs. Uh, but what we're doing is, I'm, I'm a huge nerd, huge sci-fi nerd, Snow Crash, Neuromancer, all that kind of stuff. So we're trying to go back to, what is the point of the metaverse? You know, a lot of people are playing it up like it's this big buzzword. Uh, you'll probably hear it a lot. A lot of people are trying to do it, uh, but we're getting back to kind of what, what's the point, right? So. We're creating this this virtual world that then also uh, comes back to you as the original gamer, right? You're the source material for your existence in the metaverse. We want to make sure that, you know, it's not an escape from reality. It's actually uh, an enhancement of reality. So we have health and wellness tasks that you'll actually be doing in our metaverse. Uh, So you'll you'll be able to build a home. uh, You'll be able to collect objects and put them in your home. uh, And then you interconnect with a lot of different projects as well uh, using NFTs and blockchain technology.
1: Wow. So can we talk more about the health and wellness aspect? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably what's so fascinating to me. Right. Where does that come from? Like, well, How did you get that idea to tie that together?
7: Sure. So uh, I, I've been involved in a, a gaming community called MilitaryGamers.com for, for years. I'm retired uh, Air Force. Uh, and, and I've always stayed connected with friends and family uh, through through gaming and, and through this community of Military Gamers. Uh, so th- there's been a lot of uh, mental health, a lot of wellness, uh, efforts that I've been part of, uh, especially as a, as a mentor for Wounded Warrior with the Air Force now, right. uh, after my, my own retirement. Uh, so there was this push, uh, and that's actually how I originally got picked up to be on Original Gamer Life. Uh, there was this push to to do more, to create positive environments in gaming, uh, to maybe uh, find ways to combat some of the toxicity that's really present in games. Uh, so that I was asked to design a, a platform around that
1: Um, I love that because you know, Mike. I'll tell you too. Like, there is a there is a lot of toxicity in gaming. There shouldn't be any, really, (laughs) but there definitely is. And the fact that somebody's out there trying to make a way to connect us, you know, on on a health level and also even on a mental health health as well, I think that's something that more gamers should try to do, or developers should try to do, for that matter. Um, Now, is this available at this time, or
7: no? It's currently in closed testing uh, at the moment. Uh, but we are working towards uh, putting out, you know, content uh, modules. So we're going to do sort of like how Fallout 76 does it, where they do content seasons and they have big pushes for new features. So we're going to launch with a paintball game initially, okay, uh, and then you'll have access to your home lot to be able to build, uh, and then you'll have access to our first district, uh, where that's where the bigger world will start to take shape. Uh, so every every six months after that, we'll have a content release that will come with a new, you know, metaverse tied to it. So it, it's going to be a little bit like Ready Player One, right, where you can wow. go to a, a different planet or a different area, and it's some completely different game. Uh, so the first one's Paintball. The second one we're working on is a BattleBots game. Uh, we actually get to build the components of your BattleBot and then fight others. Uh, and then we have a medieval dungeon running game that we're coming out with the third content release. And each one will add new features, new districts, new areas uh, for players to build in and explore.
1: Wow. Do you have any questions about the Metaverse? You know, I,
2: I know, but just for our listeners who don't know, but, but uh, so this is all in VR. Is this no? This is
7: uh, it, we're pivoting. We're going to pivot towards VR, yeah. but it's it's being built on Unreal Engine right now, uh, and it's on PC uh, because what the approach that we're taking is high quality first, and then we're kind of working working down with the experience. So VR is not quite there yet. Um, so we're starting with PC. VR is kind of in the middle, and then mobile below that, and then consoles you know, in between there as well. That's the great thing about working on Unity as it can develop once and you know, publish anywhere. Uh, so we're taking advantage of, of a lot of the, the great features that Unreal has.
2: And, and so just how does it work when someone wants to get into the metaverse? Do you have to buy your way in, or is it something that's, that's kind of
7: open to, to the public? Sure, and that's a great question because a lot of blockchain games have this really weird uh, barrier to entry. So what we're doing is we're taking more of a traditional game uh, approach where it's free to play uh, and it's free to earn. So you actually come in and w- we have a quest right now. We have a quest new player experience where that's where you'll build your first uh, your first battle bot or your first companion, your first bot, uh, and they'll lead you through the storyline and you'll actually understand how, how blockchain and crypto works because our, our story is that blockchain powers the metaverse and you know you you find out about this big fight between the daemons, the the Unix daemons, you know, kind of the the old school um, term for demons, uh, are fighting against uh, the Machine Spirit. So you're brought in kind of on Team Machine Spirit, and then you can pick your faction from there. Uh, but what you do is it takes you through this user journey uh, where it starts to un- unravel how blockchain and crypto works, uh, and then you're able to make a choice: Do you want to? to KYC, which is know your customer, which is a typical step in, uh, in crypto. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. You just won't participate in the crypto side of, of the earning. But we will still save all of your tokens for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're partnered with a company called Stardust, and they're doing all of our wallet and asset management for us. Uh, so even if you don't want to, it'll still have a wallet attached to your account, and it will save all those tokens for you. So when you're ready to enable crypto on your account, you'll be able to do so.
2: That's fascinating. Yeah, I think a good part of a
7: part of this is kind of
2: educating people how to do it, you're doing it in a in a, in a way that's fun, but also right. you're kind of putting putting people into an environment to learn it, as opposed to just spewing information, which I think helps it land.
7: Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Because I think one of the biggest challenges right now is that you know a lot of people don't understand NFTs and blockchain, and and rightly so. I mean, it's it is it is a new complex thing. Um, that you really just have to dig into and dive into to understand. So what we're trying to do, and, and we also acknowledge that some NFTs, unfortunately, and some crypto is a scam. You just have to acknowledge that there's a lot of stuff going on in the industry right now as it kind of finds its place in the world. So we're trying to, f- to find other projects that we can work with that are legitimate projects. We know, you know that they're not here to rug on people or anything like that. We acknowledge that um, and, and trying to build an alliance of other games and other other uh, companies, so we can build you know a, a safer environment for people uh, to to participate in.
5: Wow.
1: I I really love that. Thank you so much for taking time and talking to us. Where can our audience like participate or start or? Sure.
7: So you can get started at ogl.gg. Uh, so right now it looks very crypto because we are in our initial raise for uh, uh we're finishing out our private and seed raise on, on for the token itself. Sure. Um, so it doesn't look like as much of a game site yet, sure. uh, but we do have a Discord where people can get involved. We are we uh, our YouTube is slowly slowly growing. Okay. Uh, so you can find us on YouTube. Uh, we do have uh, a streamer, a uh, friend of mine, that we're building up, you know, our presence and everything. Awesome. So we play Halo. You know, awesome. once a week. Uh, we I love play, Halo Infinite all day. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, we day. we got a crew that plays that. We're playing uh, Atlas right now. Okay. Uh, Atlas MMO. Nice. Um, we have. Like I said, MilitaryGamers.com for anybody who's a veteran uh, or current military. Uh, and then I, I have Silverstone Republic as a community that I run. Uh, so we have all these different things that we're pre-building uh, before OG life really takes off. So any people can get involved in many different ways.
1: That's awesome. Well, I hope the uh, Uncle Dad audience, I really hope they go out there and learn about this. It's a great great thing you're doing. Uh, thank you for your service. And, oh, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. I hope you have a great con, man. Thanks. All right. Take care.
5: Bye. Yeah.
7: All right.
1: Mike, we are here with Barmac of Brelion. Did I get that right? You did. Oh, my God. Barely. <laughs> uh, so when we walked by, I was fascinated by the way this this display looks. Thank so you. So please, for those who can't see, you just tell us what your display is.
8: Yeah, absolutely. So so basically, our display is a virtual display that gives you virtual image with different varying depth. And now, we have worked on the light so that the depth that comes to you is a single eye depth as opposed to stereoscopic binocular depth. So it's much more comfortable to the eye. So once you get in front of the display, you basically uh, see a 122-inch virtual image that goes anywhere from one meter to two meter or 2.5 meters of depth. Um, And so that sort of pulls you into that experience, the gaming experience or whatever experience you have, uh, without you having to put on any
1: headsets. Wow. So when you say like virtual, Like, display, is that like virtual reality, in a sense, or no?
8: So virtual, when I say virtual display, I mean the image that you see is virtual. And it's much larger than the physical embodiment of the display. So it's very much like virtual reality, right? The image that you see in virtual reality is much larger, and it's virtual, Hmm. right? And here, also, the image that you see is much larger, and it's virtual as well. Um, Except this one, it's a little bit more sophisticated and the way that the image is profiled in the 3D space.
1: That's okay. And so what would this do for like gaming? What would that provide for us as a gamer? So
8: it's kind of like gaming on a massive half dome cinema. Wow. You know, to yourself. But except you know, you can put it on your desk, you can put it on your rig and get totally immersed without having to put on headsets.
1: Wow. Now, Mike, you're into VR. What is that or like what do you think about that concept?
2: Well, I just want to know, you go so you could watch anything on this, right? Yeah,
1: you can do
8: anything. It's fully backward compatible. I mean, any any two D content you know would work on this. So you can watch the game. Yeah. You can watch the sitcom. Yeah. You can watch personal things. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You, you can do all of that. You know. yeah. Yes. And and, and and the thing is that, you know, uh, basically we can also go to very high fidelity. So you're seeing right now that's Forza Horizon Four being played on five K okay. OLED you know version of our display.
1: And I will definitely check that out, and we'll yeah. talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, I am curious, so what's the refresh rate on this?
8: Yeah, so we have 144 hertz and 60 hertz. Both versions are available. Oh, wow, okay. yeah, that's thanks. pretty good.
1: Thank and you. And is this available in retail now? Uh,
8: the 60 hertz is available. Uh, not in the retail, but you have to contact us. We're mostly working with businesses at this time, okay. not selling to consumers.
1: OK, OK. Yeah. Will there be a consumer version eventually?
8: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes.
1: And when can we expect that? Way down the line?
8: So our first production will go out uh, late this year. Uh, that is mostly targeted toward enterprise. Um, but you know, if you're an early adopter, you can buy that as well. So I would say later this year will be a good time to circle back. What's,
1: what's the, the, the price on this?
8: Yeah, so our consumer version will go anywhere from $1,500 to $3,500. And our enterprise will be somewhere between $5,000 to $7,500. Okay,
1: so Mike, we need to get one for the office. Yes, I think we need one. I think we should do that. And where can my audience learn more about your?
8: This, this product. Yeah, if you go to ww. you can sort of see our website, see our products and put you know into your interest.
1: Okay, awesome. So we'll check it out. We'll talk about that more and we're excited to learn to, to check it out. So thank you Absolutely. so much for yes. taking the time. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Absolutely my
8: that. pleasure. Thank you.
1: All right. Uh, Mike, we just got done checking that out. Yeah. Uh, that was the the virtual uh, display by Bralion. Uh, Mike you got to check out the consumer version, which is the six, uh, one hundred forty-four refresh rate. Uh, what did you think about it?
2: Well, um, it's pretty cool. I I would love I would love to watch a game in that.
1: What about uh, What about doing some art on it?
2: What's that? Doing some art on it. That'd be cool too. Yeah. I yeah, it's it. I mean, obviously, you're looking at it. It. it feels Like it puts you in the space for sure, and I think yeah. that's
1: kind of cool, even with the idea of like the work at home space world we live in now. Imagine that, like that, you feel like you're in your office, you're in your zone, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I really dig that. I was doing the, um, the prototype version, which is 60 frames per second uh, at a 5K resolution. Yeah. My only complaint was, and he is aware of it, is that on the screen itself, there are four black bars, yeah, and those black bars do kind of hinder a little bit of what you see. Right, but the gaming experience is top-notch. So once we can make that in a way to the 60 frames, that is going to be something incredible.
2: So they will always have the black bars on that Only one.
1: Only for the, the prototype version. It was just the way right. they were just trying to test it out. Gotcha. Why. Yeah. He did mention something to me, and I didn't get his name unfortunately. But uh, something that Barmac forgot to mention was that they actually have a, they're a, an official partner of AMD. And AMD makes all the you know the uh, the processing software for your or processing hardware for your computer. That's right. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's so sweet, man. So they took us to CES. Yeah, so I'm excited. It is a little pricey, of course.
5: What is the price?
1: Uh, it was a uh, fifteen hundred to thirty five hundred for the consumer version. Yeah. And the enterprise version, I think you said about five thousand six thousand. So we knew it for the office. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Do they have a layaway plan? <laughs>
1: Uh, they have a credit plan, actually. Oh, yeah. I've heard <laughs> of that plan. You need, uh, you need 900 credit. Okay. 900 tokens. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, Mike, we'll keep checking the floors out and see what we find. And that was something very much exciting to see, the future of gaming for me.
2: The future is here.
1: The future is now. All right, cool. Uncle Dad here with Danny. Uh, And you are a, you said instructor, professor? Yeah, I'm an
9: instructor, professor at the University of Colorado, and I run a thing called the What Lab, which is an experimental game design lab.
1: Wow, and this game looks very experimental.
9: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's mostly just sort of an art installation joke about crypto and weird educational body horror is kind of what we're calling it. You just sort of step the answers to math problems in and then feed them to this beast.
1: Does he have to hit him hard? Yeah,
9: he used to step pretty hard to go. You got to step step hard. You You can step real hard on those, yeah. Get the stepping, bro. There you go. <laughs> there you go, and, and then cr- crunch
1: the mouth. Crunch the mouth. No, our, no. Tr- uh, crunch it. Crunch it. Like, punch like close it. <laughs> close it. Close it. Yeah. If close you go, it. like. So you know, do it. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> punch it in the face. Punch I it mean, in the it's the an face, aggressive bro. game. It seems like okay. So now, where does this idea come from?
9: I mean, sort of just a fever dream of uh, us hanging out, but we run an experimental games festival in uh, in our program, and last year we needed a fake. Currency for the whole festival, okay. so we basically made this sort of currency mining experience for people to play, and then they could use the currency to buy, you know, fanny packs and stickers and stuff from the festival. Wow.
1: So then this this actually distributes something, right? This distributes like a coin. Yeah, the it currency, the right? monster
9: poops out a little wooden coin. Yeah.
1: Wow. And then does the player get to keep that? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Now, did you develop this yourself or are you with the team?
9: I did. So I teach alt control uh, games and development at the university. This was sort of a project between me and uh, Matt Bethencourt, who's also here with Buy okay. uh, the phone game over there. We're, oh, okay, we'll check that out. We co direct the lab. And uh, he does a lot of programming stuff, and then I do a lot of the hardware. So I did the hardware for that, and he did a lot of the software for this. So.
1: Now, what has been the reception at the show for this?
9: I mean, people are weirded out, which is the goal. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course. People right, are right. like, what is that? Which is, yeah, kind of, I mean, it's in the name of the lab, right? Yeah, what? Wow. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and
9: that's sort of the emotion that we go for with every project that we make, is sort of like delightful and also kind of weird and confusing. So yeah, that's that's generally how it's been,
10: I, I but ha- people are
1: having a good time. I have to ask, who did the character designs here?
9: Oh, uh, that's me, yeah. You made these? You, uh... Yeah, I made all this stuff. I yeah. love it.
1: It's so like <laughs> awesome. It's if like, it's asleep, you can poke it in the eye. You got to poke it in the eye. Poke yep. it in the eye, Mike. Mike, poke it in the eye. There you go. <laughs> so. Once it gets full in there, does he shake the stomach? Yeah, you shake the
9: stomach. And then once all those blobs get pushed out of the stomach, yeah. it spits out a coin. And it basically just runs all day. Really? Yeah. Uh,
1: Mike, shake the stomach now. Mike. Mike, shake the stomach. Keep shaking it till it poops. Yeah, you got to really go you at gotta it. You got to really shake it, just shake it. Shake it till it poops. It's going to go. <laughs> does he have to keep answering questions or no?
9: Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it takes probably like 10 blobs. So I don't think he has quite enough oh, in there the there stomach okay. to get there.
1: He's not very good at it's one. It's what? <laughs> Mike's not very good at math, we learn. <laughs> well, I really want to say thank you for taking time and talk with us. Of course, I really man. I yeah. appreciate it. This is such a awesome concept. I love the way everything looks. The art style is awesome. Thanks. I think it looks like it's fun. It's intriguing. <laughs> and I think games should always have that element to them as well. Definitely, like right? intriguing aspect of things. Right? Yeah,
9: and sometimes it's nice to just make stuff that's just for people to sort of enjoy socially rather than thinking about sort of like a distributed you know, project you have to sell. Right. And that's a lot of the the stuff we love to make. It's just like installations in public. Awesome,
1: and man. Thank you so much for taking yeah, the time. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Take care. Uh, right. uh, uh, a classic uh,
5: combination. Uh, classic combination dude. Uh, uh, we got to share this. Contract.
1: So, one with Frank and Blake of Scrapeboard? Scrapeboard. Scrapeboard. Skateboard. Scra- Skra- board? Skra- board. Skra- board. So, we walked by this multiple times and we were so fascinated that Uh-oh. this concept is like it's like it looks like DDR, but it's more like Simon Says, she was telling me. Right, Yeah. And right, right. I, explain your game. It's interesting, please. Yeah,
11: well, it, it's definitely uh, inspired by DDR. The the original idea was DDR with a skateboard. And it's it's technically not a rhythm game, though. So that's where the Simon Says part comes in. It's so you,
12: speed run. You want to speed run the game. You yeah. Want to speed the run. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah.
11: We threw in some fighting and um, racing stuff, too. So, it's like it's a fight against a, a, a three bosses. So, it's a boss rush. Game. And
12: you want to kill the bosses. You want to kill
11: yeah, all three yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ult- ultraviolet.
12: Whoa. So, we're,
1: I got to be honest, I love the art style. It thank feels you. like, and I mean this in a positive way. It looks oh like no. A, like a fever dream. Mm. And oh. I mean that in a great way. I mean that in a great way. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, I love, game, I love yeah, games yeah. like that, though. I love oh, games you, that make me do you. that. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it also makes me think of, and I, hopefully a compliment again, is oh, no. Pepe the Frog
12: oh, oh pepe. i do i do like matt fury he's a he's a nice guy so he's
1: actually a friend of ours I, oh yeah he's yeah he's actually he's been on our show before oh, yeah, very
12: cool, very oh cool. you know pepe personally yeah you know him too i i we we do stuff we used to do stuff at this uh, diy arcade called yes. baby castle yeah yeah yeah. okay and uh we there's an event called frog world yeah and i asked him for what is it called uh what is it called return of the quack there's like a game he made for giant yes, robot that's magazine. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't wanna have a Pepe there because people are gonna be like, Oh, this is like right. people are gonna get scared if they see a Pepe. So I was like, I wanna include Matt Fury in a subtle way where people don't get freaked out. And I was like, Oh, he made this game.
4: That's I think awesome. it's called
12: Return of the Quack. Yeah, I can't remember. I know what we're talking um, about, yeah. And we, we we asked him for a copy and asked him to be involved. That's awesome. Uh, he was really. I talked to him on the phone. He was really nice, or yeah. not on the phone through email.
5: Okay. Email, yeah, yeah. He's a great so guy. Nice. He's yeah, a great yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's a friend of ours, and yeah, because, yeah, we'll get that story later. But yeah, yeah anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I thought of immediately. I was like, oh, it has that vibe to it. I like. Uh, that. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that hopefully is a compliment. I yeah, do yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, yeah, I like his uh, And so, do you? I have to ask. Do you guys skateboard?
12: I I used to skateboard. <laughs> I'm I'm not that good. I can you know push and. Do an ollie sometimes? Sometimes. But I'm much I, better at this game.
11: Yeah, I'm garbage at skateboarding. It's uh. Well, what's interesting that I've noticed is that skaters a lot of the time are worse at the game than people who don't skateboard, because they approach it and they're like, "This is nothing like skateboarding," so right. they're kind of thrown off by it. But if somebody doesn't skateboard, they approach it and they're like, they they use it like it's a game controller, gotcha. which is kind of more what we're going for, because it's very different from skateboarding. Yeah.
12: yeah, yeah. Own thing.
1: No, I have to ask. What did what? How did this idea come together? Like, how did you make this? Like, what what made you go? I want to make a skateboarding, like you know, used. Started.
12: Yeah. Yeah, it started because we were, we were doing something at Baby Castles, and yeah. basically Tony Hawk for this event we were doing. Gave the Birdman
11: Tony Birdman Hawk.
12: He gave us one of these decks, and um, we were like, oh, we could try to like. Sell this or he do generously donated
11: a skateboard wow. to an event that we were doing? Yeah,
12: and uh, we were like, Oh, let's like turn it into a controller. So that's that's how we started doing that. Yeah, and so
1: how does that process work when you turn it into a controller? Like, how are you making this happen?
12: Well, we've done we've
11: done a lot of projects like that. So we so we've, we have a lot of experience making alt control stuff. So wow. it's kind of at a point where we're like, We see things and we're like, How does that become a game controller at this point? That's and true, yeah. and one. One way that that happens a lot is there is a specific device for it called the Makey Makey. And that can be like a really good first step to like, how do I make this into a game controller? So Makey Makey turns anything that's conductive into a button for a game. Wow. So we started with a Makey Makey, and we plugged in aluminum foil, and we touched a wire to the aluminum foil, and that's how we started making it.
12: You previously worked on a game called Planet Liquor, mm-hmm. where the game controller, you like, literally lick it and yeah. it's basically the same
11: Because your Yeah, because your tongue is conductive, your body is conductive so, and that was also started with Makey Makey.
1: I I love that, man. I do. I, I think for me, cur- 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 being creative should have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that this truly has no boundaries, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I love it, and I, I, you, know, you guys should be proud of what you did, really. It's, it's a beautiful project. Yeah, thank you. My, apparently, my my co-host beat it, so that's great, mm, and oh, nice. uh, yeah, just thank you guys so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Yeah, oh, thank, cool. you. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you guys. All right. We are here with Sasha of I.M.? I.M. I, I I.M.? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this game caught our attention ASAP. Okay. Please tell us about this game.
13: So, this game is a western game, so it's a two-player cooperative games. Uh, you, it's all about uh, trust and betrayal. <laughs> trust so, and betrayal. there is two jobs you have to know on this game. Uh, for the first player, he has to uh, warn the other players if he's seen any cowboy on the screen here. If he sees, uh, he says cowboy or cowgirl, and at this moment, the other one has to hide himself hide, sorry, uh, itself, Uh, here, so with these four buttons, two for the leaves and two for the hand. Uh, The other job for the first player is to uh, warn um, if you see any danger on that screen on the way uh, to change the direction with the lasso which is just right there close to the grey joystick. So the second player has to take it and throw it uh, on the grey joystick. And I think that's all for the moment. Um, you have four buttons, uh, and you always have to keep trigger them uh, to uh, be sure to uh, move on on the, on the desert.
1: Wow, this is so creative. Like, it's such Thank a you. creative idea. What does this idea come from? Uh,
13: from, uh, don't really know. We spend one week uh, work on the brain device, so nothing uh, close to uh, the western side. but. At the end, we we think about it and we we wanted to change uh, the way we bring um, fun and uh, chaos in the, in this game and uh, we we ask ourselves uh, so what is fun and at the end we think about the Dresin which is the, like this uh, Western train and we say uh, okay we need something more chaotic uh, more fun with trust uh, betrayal and communication for the two players so. Wow. It, com- it comes like this.
1: This that's this concept is so amazing. Like, the fact that you guys developed this is incredible. Thank you very much from scratch. From scratch, uh, yeah.
13: In two weeks. In two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wow. why. Uh, that was uh, the hardest weeks of my life. But wow. it was fun. And uh, he, we take it uh, on a plane. Wow. So yeah, can, if I can show you, there is a clap here. A genius
1: design that he can just pack it up and It's like it a plane. big
13: luggage at the end. Wow. You can take it on the plane. Yeah, with, and it's, the, with wow. the title
1: <laughs> right here. That is impressive, man, for sure. Well, I'm very excited for us to check it out. Let's play it. Mike, are you yeah, ready sure. to play it? I'm ready to play. All right, we're going to have fun, check it out. And thank you so much for taking your time. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. All right. Uncle Dad here with Issa of Der- Derive? Derive. 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 Yeah. That is French? French, yeah. Okay. <laughs> i got to make sure. I am like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Awesome. Uh, so this game stood out to me ASAP, because obviously it's like a boat, a mini front of the boat, right? Yeah. So tell us about your game.
14: So um, we're a team of seven students. And um, this project started as a student project. Um, uh, it was at first four designers. And um, when they applied to GDC with the prototype, and they got taken somewhat, um, they started recruiting. So I'm the programmer of the DRift team. And oh. I had to redo all the programming, and we also had two new artists. Wow! Um, it's just a versus game, and yeah, um, the first, the main goal of the the, the game was to make an alternative, alternative controller. Yes. Um, so the first idea that we had was an arcade game, because that's the easiest one to of make. Of course, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, and the theme of the pirates really stood out to us, so we thought, why not make just both arcade and. Wow. here we are today. I yeah. mean
1: it looks like something that you could definitely see at an arcade. Yeah, thank like, you. In places. Like, that's great. Um, the craftsmanship the craftsmanship as well just looks nice. Like I mean you got the I don't know what's called. What is that called? The wheel? Uh, uh, Ruddle. Ruddle. Did you know that, Mike?
2: I knew that. I just, you know, waited to see that you knew that. Oh,
1: I definitely did
5: it. <laughs> I don't know anything
1: about pirates. <laughs> um, where does the where does the I where does like the idea start? Like where did you guys go? Hey, you know what? It's gonna be pirates. How did pirates um, become
14: I don't know. Um, we, we first wanted to make an arcade, and we thought, "What does already exist, and that we don't want to make?" So <laughs> gotcha. there was our, all these FPS, all these fighting games, yeah. uh, with like, like typical kung fu moves and sure. stuff like this. And we thought, there is no pirate arcade that a lot yeah, of people really. know. Yeah. No. Yeah. So why not make one and see how it works?
10: That's
1: awesome, man. I think. They're, they're the, what I love about this section, the Alt-Control-GDC section, is that the, create, the creativity here has yeah. no end. And this is not no exception. So we're very excited to play it. Mike and I are going to try it out. Uh, and uh, thank you for taking the time. I really uh, appreciate thank it. Thank you very much for also, the interview. Actually, before I forget, where can our audience learn more about this game?
14: Uh, we have an Instagram account okay. called uh, Derive, if <laughs> you just type it in. It's D-E-R-I-V-E. Awesome. And yeah, you can just follow us here, and we'll post not so much, but we'll try to post over.
1: Okay, okay, I you. Gotcha. <laughs> awesome, well, we'll check that out. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, I am here with Jungu of, Hi. of
15: Museum of Science. Science and Industry in Chicago. Okay, Hi, nice and you guys you. have a game here. Yeah, so this game is called Color Crush. Uh, it's a mashup between Connect Four, Arcade Basketball, and Candy Crush. So the way it works is that you need to score as many points as you can by throwing these color balls through the hoop and into the digital display. Um, So you need to line up three balls of the same color horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. And you just need to score as many points as you can before time runs out. As simple as that. Uh, There is also a compete mode where you can compete against your your friends, which will be more fun, but that's the idea of the how the game works. It's a reinterpretation of the classic gaming titles. And this is just my personal um, uh, twist to those uh, uh, those old uh, nostalgic fun uh, games.
1: Now, you developed this yourself?
15: Uh, pretty much uh, one, uh, it's pretty much a one man project. I work as a creative technologist in the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. This is a game I made for a gaming exhibit we used to have before the pandemic, but because of COVID, it didn't get to see the opening day. Aww. So um, I'm trying to find a way to bring this game back to life. That's why I submitted to All Control, because I thought this game will fit uh, very well in here. And it's uh, very rewarding to see uh, players from the gaming community uh, have fun with my games. And I also got a lot of positive feedbacks from them. So yeah, I'm happy to be Here and I present my games.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I, we've been walking around a lot. We keep seeing like, you guys. We've got a crowd of people always.
15: Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. very tense, very active. Yeah. So, it definitely can be a little bit different than some of the other games. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And you know what I think I love about the whole alt control GDC thing is that they're not just like, you know, ultimate controls, they're also very active. Exactly. And I think that's great. Like, you don't really get that in gaming anymore. So, that's awesome. So, I'm very excited to check it out. Mike, you have a question?
15: Are you a basketball fan as well? Not at all. I'm Not so all. bad at doing that.
2: I think of Chicago, maybe a Bulls fan. I don't know. but uh,
15: Yeah, I do know that. But personally, <laughs> I'm so bad with any sports that involves a ball. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe that's the, why I made this made game. game. Yeah. Exactly. I right. want to practice. There you go. In there you fun go. Way.
1: And then one day you'll be a Bulls fan. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Totally. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking thank time. Thank you so much. We're going to yes. play it. and Of course. Again.
15: Yeah. Feel free to have a fun at my game. Awesome, cool, thank you
1: so much. All right, Uncle Dad and Mike, we just got done checking out Alt Control GDC where all the games have a special alternative controller. Mike, tell me your thoughts.
2: Well, you know what it is, it's like um, this area reminds me if you go into The Alternative Press Expo. I knew it. (laughs) You know, where I was going with that. And it's like, (laughs) for those that that don't know, that's uh, in comic books, that's like all the alternative comic indie published comic books. And so that's kind of what this feels like, except with video games with with fun stuff. A lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of like very kind of, I don't mean this as an insult, but very grungy, very like, we're going to do things the way we want to do it. We want to be creative the way we want to be creative. And we see some very creative things. So let's talk about the games we played. Yeah. Uh, it all starts off with the Plinko Burger game. We kind of talked about that briefly, but yeah. You know, I just want to talk about the controls a little more in depth. The mustard and ma- uh, mustard, ma- the mustard and ketchup yeah. control setup was so unique. How did that feel in your hand overall?
2: Well, it Felt great.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but it was fun, right? It was a good time.
2: Yeah. If I mean it, I guess it felt like. A mustard and ketchup bottle. Okay. I, I was going to squirt it all over myself. <laughs> or you.
1: Well, uh, okay. <laughs> and we'll go on to the next one. Yeah, uh, We did a very cool pirate game with Derive. Um, that game I thought would could be a lot of fun with a full-blown like real like arcade installation. Sure. Like just playing that with, your, with somebody putting some quarters in there That'd probably be like a good ticket game. Yeah.
2: And and you know what else would be neat is if the floor you're standing on kind of moves, oh, if that'd you stand cool. onto a, a, a motion platform. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know
1: how expensive that would be, but that'd be cool. They Couple, were students. So. 10, 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, OK. We'll give you a real alternative, huh? Yes. Uh, yeah, so I really dug that a lot. That was a lot of fun, very unique. But let's talk about that crunching numbers game, uh, Number Cruncher. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, did you like it, or that wasn't for you? <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> We, we did learn Mike's not very good at math.
2: Well, OK, let's be fair. <laughs> you know, there are some things where you need a piece of paper, you yeah, to cross, <laughs> you know, cancel, carry the one from the other number. And and so, yeah, uh, maybe my math wasn't as sharp as it once was <laughs> when I was taking Math B.
1: Yeah, about <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> God damn you. <man. laughs> so, Let's talk about the actual aesthetic though of that game. That game used like these, kind of like almost like Jim Henson Muppet like controllers.
2: Yeah, kind of. It's like these very fuzzy um, creatures. Yes. And yeah, yeah. it's uh, Jim Henson on crack. (laughs) Or or mushrooms. Or mushrooms. Yeah. More mushrooms. More mushrooms, not crack. (laughs) crack. Uh,
1: And I think if you go to our Instagram, you will see pictures of this as well. Yes. And our Instagram is, of course, at Uncle Dad Talks. So please check that out because these controllers are so unique. Now, we talked about that. Now, let's talk about the two player one. Another two player one we did. It was the, like, the Wild West one. And forgive me if I'm not remembering the name, but, but basically, yeah. you did like a crank. Uh, what is it called? Like a crank? A rail car. Rail car, yes. Yes. And uh, that was pretty cool, I thought. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it was fun because, you know, it's uh, you're playing on the same team with someone warning them of the danger. Um, throwing lassos, ducking down, shooting cowboys, this one, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And so here's the thing. Yeah. So much danger, Uncle Dad even cut his finger.
2: He cut his finger, and I almost hit the lady in the head with the lasso.
1: Oh, that's right. She didn't like that. She didn't like that. But, you know, you shouldn't be hitting people in the head. Well, she was in the way. <laughs> now, let's talk about uh, the last game we checked out, which was the, what was it called, actually? I don't remember the name of the game. <laughs> it was from the, the Chicago uh, uh, Basketball. Museum. It's called dunk. <laughs> it's called
2: connect basketball.
1: <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That definitely deserves to be in an arcade, right? Yes. Like for sure it has that vibe. For sure it has that feel. It made me think of those remember those basketball games you would play in and like the like the, the the brim is moving back and forth. Yes. Yeah, that's what I kinda got that vibe, but competitive. Yeah. Uh, and it looks I'm sure it didn't cost that much to make. Like it looks pretty Yeah. I
2: you mean know? It, this version of it yeah. not much at all. Uh, Color Crush is the name. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, totally. I mean, you can go to a coin op, and this game would be perfect. Oh, there. for sure. Yeah.
1: Especially with the, the two player, like against each other, battle yeah. mode, drinking some beers. Yeah, and
2: you just need a beer uh, holder on yep. the side. Drinking and beers could, yeah. and throwing balls. Speaking of beer.
1: Drinking beer. Yeah. Speaking of beer, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's all the ones we checked out, really, right?
2: Uh, and the skateboard.
1: Oh yes, let's talk about that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that one either. Well, well they, you know what? You just heard it, so skateboard. there you go. It's a skateboard game. So um, talk about your experience with that. Mike actually beat the game.
2: Yeah, well, I beat Kool-Aid Man. He you beat was Kool-Aid the, Man. He was the villain. Technically, uh, you
1: can't say Kool-Aid Man. You beat Kool-Aid, a guy who looked like Kool-Aid. You beat Kool-Aid, a Kool-Aid guy.
2: Kool-Aid guy. <laughs> uh, it was called a Scrapeboard. Scrapeboard, Skateboard. scrape it. Thank you to our intern for helping us out. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, shout out to Ha-Young, thank you. Um,
2: yeah, it, it took me back to my uh, skateboarding days, you know, as a yeah. teenager. Uh, you know,
1: good you know, Dad skateboarded.
2: You should have played.
1: No, because you don't do that no more. (laughs) Oh. Well, maybe you should. (laughs) Maybe I should. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, Oh, yeah, it
2: was a lot of fun. I mean, it's like a skateboarding version of dance. Dance? No. No. He
1: said, don't say that. Simon Says.
2: Simon Says. Yes. Oh, because of the colors. Yes, because of the colors. Right, colors. Uh, Colors. Yeah, (laughs) Um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, It's. uh, I like a lot of these. You know, they're active, so you're not just sitting there like a schleb. (laughs) <laughs> uh, sitting
1: there like a schlub, playing you know, Valorant.
2: Right. You're moving. You're being active and uh, burning calories.
1: Absolutely. So that is Alt Control GDC. If you go to uh, GDC's website and actually look up Alt Control GDC, you can actually find all these games listed. And of course, we'll have them on the episode as well. Yeah. Uh, but definitely check them out. And Mike, we still got a lot to look at. I know. Let's so get let's to keep it. this party going. So let's get you that beer. Oh yeah. Hey.
2: So we are here uh, at GDC with uh, Jamie from what is it, knock Knox Noctis. Knox Noctix. Yeah. Okay. And so there's a game. Uh, is the name of the,
16: what's the name of the game? The game is Do Not the, Open. The Do Not Open.
5: Yeah, and it's I,
2: a, a horror game.
5: A
16: horror escape room game. Ah. So actually, you will have to solve some puzzles, enigmas, and so on. And in this case, we're playing the demo. Yes. He has some limited time, at least like four minutes or so, to solve the puzzle. If not, he's going to to have to hide from the monster. There is a monster coming. Okay. Okay. So in this game also, you are able to hide from the monster. Like you can get inside some furniture or crouch. So you need to use this silent mode, right? Okay. So that the monster doesn't catch you. Yeah. So okay. So this is on uh, PlayStation. VR yeah VR2 exactly so right now we have the dev kit for PlayStation VR we don't have yet the VR2 okay i think it is not even released yet so it will take some time to port it back to VR2 but we have a, a contract with PlayStation of 6 months right after that 6 months we will, we will be able to release it for PC mm. and also flat screen so the glasses are not mandatory Right, you know, because some people don't like good virtual reality glasses, so we yeah. have that possibility. But but
2: much more immersive and and scary and real, obviously, when you're in the virtual reality realm, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, so I'm just uh, to describe it a little bit, since we're audio here. Um, Uncle Dad has the uh, VR goggles on, and he's wandering down a very scary-looking house. Exactly, and and so. The object of the game is to find your way out without getting eaten by the monster.
16: Exactly. Whatever the monster is, yeah. Exactly. You you need to get out from the house. This is a, a very big uh, house from the Victorian era. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the things that you need to to find the the pieces, puzzles, and all kind of stuff. Every every the the cool thing about this game is that. Uh, each time that you play, the rooms are going to change the location. Oh. Even the, the items change the location so that each time you play, yeah. it's completely different. That's right? fine. Even the jumpscares are different in each time you play. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you guys pull your, your ins- uh, horror movies that you guys pull from Inspiration for Like that you find? So as, from video games first, we got Inspiration from PT demo. OK, this game was not released yet. OK. Oh, <laughs> there's the monster. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Oh, but also done. from Resident Evil 7, uh, from films. I'm not pretty sure he knows more about mm-hmm. the films. That this, he's the 3D artist. Okay. There. Yeah, yeah. But but these are the games that are mostly inspiration for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a horror fan as well? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I like them. What's some of your favorite? What's one of it's your favorite horror? Incidus. I don't know how to pronounce it in in English. Insidious. Insidious. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. My pronunciation is very oh, Spanish. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Exactly. That's one. Also, uh, warren cases related to to exorcisms yeah. and demons. I, I really enjoy that kind of films. You know. Yeah. Well, those are
2: kind of because it almost could be kind of real. So it's like psychological, Just which like I feel like this
16: game probably gets a little psychological because you're trying to figure out the puzzle. Exactly, and also you know that this game was developed during the COVID era. Yeah. So there are viruses also related in the game and these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil a little bit, but no spoiler. This is about a a scientific that was working on a lab in the MIT and so on. Yeah. And something went wrong, you know. (laughs) Love it, love it, cool. (laughs) Exactly. So
2: it's it's do not open. If people, our listeners, want to want to check it out. Where do they go? What do
16: they do? OK, so you should look for Do Not Open PS PlayStation. That's the first hit. And uh, You can also find our company, Nox Noctis. But this is our first game, right? Okay. And we are a small company. So I, I will search Do Not Open PlayStation VR. OK. That's the yep. hit. <laughs> Sounds
2: good. Well, yeah. Jamie, thanks so for taking time to talk to me. Good luck with your adventure.
1: And don't get scared.
2: OK,
16: thank you so much. <laughs> all right, all right. A pleasure.
1: All right. Uncle Dad here hanging out with Mike, but not our Mike, a different Mike, and Ashley of MongoDB. Uh, let's learn about your data company, yes?
5: Yeah, oh, yeah sure thing.
10: Please tell me all so about it. MongoDB is a database. Everybody's running games, writing games, writing software. you got to store that data somewhere. Yes. It's stored in a database. So MongoDB is, is a new type of database. We call it a NoSQL database. It's document-based. So where you used to be able to store data in rows and columns and tables in relational databases, we store it in documents, so it's a little bit different. It's a lot easier to work with. If you're a developer, you're used to working in objects. That's what we use to store data in MongoDB objects.
1: Interesting. Now, so how does someone like working in the industry
10: get a hold of your product? Well, so MongoDB is, a, is, is open. You can download it. You can run MongoDB on your, your laptop to get used to it. And oh. when you're ready to launch your game, you can store your data, store your MongoDB database in the cloud. Really? That's our, that's our service called Atlas. It's an, a managed database service in the cloud.
1: Wow, now is it only just for gaming data or can I use it for podcast it's a, data? We, we,
10: we <laughs> like to call it a general purpose database. Really? Yeah, you could, you could store any kind of data in MongoDB.
1: Mike, maybe we should do that. This, my Mike, not that Mike. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe we should do something like that.
10: Yeah. Now, there's no, there's no cost to it? you can use it for free absolutely even in the cloud we have we have instant sizes starting at what we call we label them M0 is the smallest okay. and it's absolutely free to use forever wow 500 megabytes of storage there's some limitations on how much data you can transfer back and forth but when you write your game you can start on the M0 and use it for free forever but you're going to scale it up and you're going to need more space right. you're going to need more throughput all of that stuff more cpu then you can automatically scale up scale up to a larger instance size. Wow. And when you do, then you'll pay at, for what you use. Pay that's, as you go.
1: That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I think data, I don't, Mike, I don't know if you find data exciting, but I love data.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm always running out of space, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right, as we all are. Uh, so now I have to ask this because it was brought to my attention. Podcast guru. Yeah.
10: Why are you the podcast guru? Well, I don't know if I'm a podcast guru. I am the host of the MongoDB podcast. Oh. So I get to spend most of my time Talking to really interesting folks like yourself, asking them questions about what they do, really? how they use MongoDB or, or other database solutions. Do you have any podcasts that use MongoDB? As a as a podcaster? We we don't use MongoDB to store the actual podcast. Sure. But the data of the podcast, like analytics, all the, the metadata. The metadata. Yes, yes. absolutely, sure. Wow, okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe we should do that, and then we'll be on the show one day. There you go. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. For taking the time, I really right appreciate on. it. If
10: there's anything, Is there anything I'm forgetting that I should mention about your product? Uh, visit cloud.mongodb.com to check out our cloud-based solution. It's called Atlas, and it's available at cloud.mongodb.com. Listen to the MongoDB podcast at mongodb.com/podcast. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank man. you. I appreciate it. Of course. All right.
1: Ready?
2: OK, so we're here with Faran from, is it Roll D Box yeah. Games? Yeah. Hello. Yeah? Hello, hello. <laughs> um, so we stopped by. Uncle Dad is currently playing, uh, what pulled us in was a nonviolent video game. Right?
17: It's Those Who Came, and it's a survival co-op game okay. where it's based on Heal Not to Kill. Heal Not to Kill. I yeah. like that.
2: So yeah, tell me a little bit about like, the storyline of the game. Um, the, the character, I'll just say from the beginning, kind of reminds me, just so our listeners can have a, an idea of what it looks like, mm-hmm. kind of almost reminds me of, an, of Avatar a bit uh, from the movie. But uh, tell me a little bit about the game and like what's the storyline and, and what's going on, please.
17: All right. Um, those who game, you're the Saiyan. You in, in, you're a civilization forced into Exodus. And you find a planet called Solaris. This planet is alive. And there's one of yours, which is Vinelk, that has starting doing modifications to the planet and corrupting everything around. So as he plays, he will discover that the world itself is trying to kill him all the time. So the same and the approach they have is, let's make that disappear. So let's use the different suits that we have available and let's start gumming and healing the different things up. So as he tries the different suits, is the way that he can start getting with the different elements and start healing them up. The more you heal, the better the world itself behaves with you. So at certain moments when you have healed enough, you see how everything stops attacking you, Mm. and then the more you heal through the story while finding Minoc, the better it gets at the end. So if you're rushing to Minoc and you ignore the planet, well, the planet is going to remind you why you should take care about it. And um, this whole experience is meant to be played from one to four players.
2: You know, and it's, it's, it's such a, you know, I mean, the game, the storyline's a metaphor for the real Earth, right? Like, the more we take care of it, the better it takes care of us, yeah. you know? Um, and also, just like so many games, it's just like, without question, you go in and you're shooting and killing and moving and killing a boss and doing the next thing. So what inspired you, or what was the inspiration to, to, to come with a different angle for this game?
17: Well, uh, we were thinking a lot about why the games with the storytelling of healing, at some point, they need to be killing. I mean, you have Ori, Okemi, it takes two even. Games, so beautiful games. But at some point, they added a boss fight or they added that someone you have to shoot at. And it was like, is it real needed? Mm. So for us, kill was the easy answer. And we were trying to find out how to transform that into a different thing. So that's how we came up to those who game. Where you use the energies to overcome the challenges of the surroundings, and then you use the suits to really create an impact on the game. Wow. So then it's how you see the visual impact all the time by transforming the planet bit by bit.
2: Love it. I mean, and, and visually, the colors, the, the I don't know the characters that I'm seeing, very visually stimulating as well. Like you guys did a great job of making it look really fun to play. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the, the new Spider-Man movie.
5: Yeah, no, we will Of course. Alright. So
2: part of that storyline was instead of just beating the, the, the other bad guys, it was like healing what was wrong with them to to make them better, in a sense. You know? You know. Yeah. Which is why I think this is great, what you guys are doing with, with the game. It's, it's not always about killing the bad guy. There's a little deeper meaning there. And it looks like a lot of fun.
17: Yeah, and, and actually at some point it can be really challenging because, well, actually, he's almost going to die right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The world will chase you down, not only with the well, with the, flora, see the demo, but also with the fauna, and also the natives at some point. It will be like, wow, well, what the heck are you doing here? Uh, just go out. And they will s- try to stop you. So you have to develop a relationship with them, yeah. trying to say, I'm trying to, help to save you. It's not about just, I, you know, this is not an invasion. We're right. trying to help you. Right. And at some point, you will. So the game can be really challenging and that's why playing it in multiplayer gets way easier. But also during the storyline you will be able to develop some infrastructures. So you can even solo play it. It will take longer, but you can. Yeah. And it's a little campaign uh, to go through it.
2: Wow, that's fun. So okay. So how do how do we find this game and, and how do we how do people play
17: it? Well you can find it on early access right now. We want to release on summer. And, uh, well, there's a, the QR you can share at some point, or the links are mm-hmm. inside there, so you can get it. And uh, we are on Steam, so those who came on Steam, and you can find us. And actually, those who came.com, there you have everything there as well. Sweet. And we're always updating things. And after GDC, there will be a major update on that. So the thing you're seeing here today, it's going to be available for everybody. Right. So we're going to shoot, uh, to modify the early access and all that stuff and let the demo and all. Well, We will be doing some things uh, trying to make more um, active visually the things we're doing and how we're closing everything up.
2: Fine. I love it. Well, I love I love the message behind it. It looks amazing. I wish you nothing but success. And Thank you. thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you very much. All
17: right,
1: all right, so right now, Mike is checking out a game by Miro Studio. Uh, they're checking out Finger Gun. Finger Gun is a VR game with hand tracking. And with me is Manex. Manesh. Manesh Manesh of Miru. Miru Studio. studio. And here's that for you. Okay, thank you. I know. Mike's coming out of nowhere here. Definitely. Let's (laughs) learn more about your game.
18: Definitely. All right. So this is a VR game. Okay. So it's the first FPS that has been designed entirely to play with hand tracking technology. Wow. So it's called Finger Guns. So as you might guess, um you use like the actual gesture of a finger gun to shoot through all the enemies and and get you you know win the game wow. so it's a really simple game actually it's a wave based game um, and we are trying to um, you know develop and deliver experience, an experience of what um what can be done actually with hand tracking, you know? Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, because I think that's what's great about this is that it sets up the possibility of the future. Definitely. Right? Like it's you know To your point, it is a much more simpler game, but it's not definitely. a bad thing. Definitely. That's, that's a way to set you up for the future. Definitely. Because then we can build a whole franchise off that hand tracking.
18: Definitely, definitely. I think this is actually a great tool for hand tracking itself, you know? Yes. Hand tracking needs content, uh, good content, and I don't want to brag, but I think this is actually good content. <laughs> no, I you think sh- You should brag. Yeah, a little bit, you know. <laughs> Our team has done a great job developing um, this, this game, you know. And I think it delivers a, a really nice experience. Yeah,
1: and I, I agree with you. It. And it's, it's crazy because he literally is just using his hands. And it's such, yeah. it captures it so well. Yeah. And you're using an Oculus Quest 2?
18: Yeah, definitely. But this will be available
1: for Oculus Quest 1 as well. Really? Yep. Will it be on like the PSVR as well at some point, or? Well,
18: uh, we're is thinking that about it. We are thinking about it. I mean, PSVR for now doesn't um, hasn't announced hand uh, tracking, but yes. we know there are some other um, technologies out there that do use hand tracking technologies. So we are ready to port to those technologies. We just need them to. You know, identify the the best one. <laughs> right, right.
1: Now, what I, what I interesting is too is that yeah. you guys are from Spain. Yeah, we are. Actually. And I, I have to tell you this, as being uh, you know from Mexican descent, yeah. seeing Latinx uh, developers uh-huh. is very big for me. Nice. So I Thank hope you know, so I'm much. very proud of you representing <laughs> us very well. Thank you. Thank you so I much. I mean, because we should be proud of that. We should be proud Thank that our so community much. is coming together yeah, to make awesome games. Definitely, There
5: are
18: huge. I mean, we are actually in the Spanish booth right here. Yes. And we can see a lot of Spanish games. Um, is the best one i will say this with a little <laughs> but yeah i mean i mean i love all these guys but you know i mean
1: <laughs> I, I love your confidence so much i, I, love, it, I love it i love it because you are you are you are the ceo right yeah i am i, I am actually that's why yeah. you got the confidence yeah you're the I, I have like, to i, I have, have to, to you know yeah. i'm, I'm the, the same way we'll <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's like, i have to hustle you know yeah I got you, I got you but it's still great but you know despite you being the best yeah it's still great that we Definitely. are here supporting each other Definitely. because that's ultimately Definitely. what it is you know the latinx communities to come together show that we can make games, make great games, and, Definitely. you know, this is, in my opinion, this will change the way we look at VR.
18: I hope so, yeah. Yes. this. I think this is, this actually, um, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but I think this is actually a tool, a great tool for hand tracking. Absolutely. Uh, just as, as BitSaver was a huge yes. tool for VR, huge I think tool. this is a huge tool for hand tracking, you
1: know? You know, and um, have you, did you play the VR, the Iron Man VR game? I think I haven't actually. Okay, so I bring that up for a reason. Okay. A game like that where uh-huh. you utilize hand tracking. Uh huh. Would make you feel like Iron Man in a way that you've never seen before. Definitely. So when you're talking Definitely. about this, because you're saying like you you said that you use your hand as like a hook yeah. and you push that. Yeah. Imagine doing that as, as Iron, Iron Man. Man. Definitely. Yeah. So Definitely. I think what you're what you are developing and creating uh-huh. here is soon to be the foundation where we can look at. I mean, uh, not to mean you to build your ego. I don't know if that boosts my ego <laughs> or that
18: uh, puts some responsibility on my shoulders. But <laughs> no, definitely, I think um, this is obviously uh, comparing to the whole VR world and the whole world, actually, gaming world. Yes, this is a small step. You know, this is a small thing, um, but I think. It does add up to all the great stuff that's being done and all the great stuff that's coming. Actually,
1: yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. And again, it's Manesh. Manesh, yeah. Manish, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank really you so much, it. guys. Thank it's, you so much. I'm really excited to see the future. Of this is actually before I forget. Yep. Did you? This is already out. No, it's not. Okay, uh, it's coming.
18: Yes. It's coming out uh, later this year. So please follow FingerGun VR at FingerGun VR on on Twitter um, to stay tuned.
1: Okay. Awesome. Thank you so
18: much. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: All right. We are checking out the Infinity Game Table by Arcade1Up. Uh, we are with Justin of uh, parent company Tastemakers.
19: Uh, how are you? Good, good, good. Yeah, Infinity Game Table by Arcade1Up. Um, yeah, we uh, we came up with this uh, great idea a couple years ago um, to uh, create a gaming experience that brings together families, friends in a format that we're all used to. We all, all do game nights. We all do... Uh, you know, have fun with our friends, like to laugh, like to do all that stuff. We, we notice nowadays, though, is a lot of people end up looking at their phones all the time when they're hanging out with each other, et cetera, et cetera. This is a great way to come together with your family again, come together with uh, friends again, play some classic games. We have all the Hasbro games on here. We have Asmodee on here. We have uh, a couple games like, uh, you might know, Pandemic, you might know Ticket to Ride. Um, so the whole idea here was to create that experience and bring that back. Um, now the games are adapted to all be in the format for this big style table. This is also a piece of furniture. This is a 32-inch screen that you're looking at. Wow. It has 10 dif- different touch points across it, so it has up to six players in some of the games. It's also Wi-Fi enabled, which is really cool. If somebody else you know has one, we ever go back into you know hopefully we never do go back into lockdown. Yeah. Somebody else has a game table. You can play them. They can be wherever they are, as long as, uh, as long as they have Wi-Fi access. I <laughs> got you excited, huh, much <laughs> no, You could play remotely with where, for someone anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, awesome, exactly. Right? So, yeah. I, I, so I, I love. I didn't. Know, I, I haven't seen one of these in person yet. So I'm really excited to see it because I didn't realize that it has like. The display setup is awesome so you have your own games on one side the store and then like an advertising of what's available
19: yeah yeah and actually this is going to be redone a little bit in oh, the future really? but just to make it a little easier right but right now because you know we're sitting at about 72 games it's just going to dramatically increase we hope awesome um, a lot of reason why we're here at gdc is we're really looking to attract game developers that are android this android based or unity that, that build stuff on unity um, we could port those games over a lot of those multiple mobile games that they might have we can take those as long as we make it about the experience. Yeah, we're really picky about what we want to have sure. and family friendly. Um, then, you know, it, it can be ported over. We can we can do different things with that and have fun with that. So, I,
1: I, this is so cool. I've been yeah. wanting to see this so bad in person, and now that I get to, oh, yeah,
19: man. yeah. And we can pick a game too. I mean, we got like I said, we got the classics. We got like your checkers and all that stuff. And we also have third-party game creators already doing stuff on here, so. Some of those games, uh, I was just talking with our marketing person, uh, Gensmack's a really cool trivia game. Um, We have a a tower defense game on here that's really fun to play, a game called Forzy, that's a blast. Um, But, and and we have casino, Uh, casino games are a huge hit. One of our best sellers right now is Blackjack. Um, So these games, even though some of them are really light and easy to do, they're uh, they're fun to play. So like if I go into Blackjack, take a second to load here. F5 Games is one of our developers as well, third party developers. We can play a game of blackjack, just like you're at a casino. So you're sitting around, just like you're at a you're So at a this table. would be like another player here? Yeah, another player here on the edge. Oh, and then he can, wow. Exactly, right here.
1: That Mike, what do you think about that?
2: I'm, I'm ready to play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. And then how would you just go back to like the main
19: menu? Is it? Yeah, it's right here. It's easy money. So wow. It also has tactile feedback. I didn't mention that. So there's certain games like Battleship, where you sink somebody's Battleship, the whole thing shakes. Oh, oh wow. You can turn that off if you want to, though. Too. Wow. Um, let me go into. Uh, let's check out. Like we just we just put Batman Monopoly on here. Let's check that out.
1: Oh my goodness. You're so, honest, I honestly, I'm gonna probably buy one now. And
19: because Arcade went Up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check this out. Because Arcade went Up, uh, you know, they have uh, they have a lot of great licensing relationships yeah, already. Yeah. So like Warner Brothers, Batman. Oh my god. Um. So we can we can do those types of things that maybe others can't. Um, You know, it's it's a blast, and we own this category. We're the only one retail available right now, like widely retail availability. So Best Buy has them, Um, Best Buy.com. I I think they're in a lot of the stores right now too. Um, Walmart.com, Target, um, GameStop. I mean, basically you name it, we're we're probably in those stores. Um, I'm just picking for you. Sorry, let's get you that guy. You'd be the joker. Of you're the Joker. <laughs> uh, wow, this is incredible. Now, is it is it waterproof? Uh, it's water. Yeah, I mean, it, nothing is fully waterproof. Sure. But yeah, it's definitely water resistant. We built this with the idea that you can set your drinks on right, here. Yeah. This is a table. It's 60 pounds. It's meant to be sturdy. It's meant to not break. Kids at my house jump on it. it jump on it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't recommend that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. They do wow so yeah it's and cool. then
1: does it only come in one size or two sizes
19: uh it comes in two sizes right now okay um the 24 inch hasn't been as popular as the 32 inch i i tell you what i recommend going with the 32 inch yeah it's it's way better of experience it's just bigger it's nicer and this is the the 32 32 okay it's the same size table just a smaller screen on the 24 yeah inch. it seems like this would be the better yeah. experience now can i ask can you raise this up higher not this but these come off oh Okay. so like i have a coffee table in my house that fits this almost perfectly on it oh you can i just put it on the coffee table or oh you can put it on your God. table in your kitchen whatever everyone no can sit around way. it yeah
1: and then what stuff. is the uh MRSP on this um
19: 999 dollars um, is the current price point Yeah. Um, now i don't know when this is going to air okay. but that's subject to change because everything in this world right now with inflation, everything sure, is changing, sure. but 999 is the price point right now. Man, I want one, Mike, I really
1: want one.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's that's actually a, a reasonable price. I, I,
19: I would say so,
1: yeah, for sure. I think um, given given what it comes with, because now, does it come with games already installed?
19: Yes. Okay. So there's, I don't think it's quite 50. Um, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head that, that, that are involved with it. But um, 70, again, there's 72 combination of for sale and Gotcha. And ones that it comes with. But it does come preloaded with, I think, the correct number is 48, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. But okay. that might change, too. Game developers will put stuff out. We'll put stuff out. Some of them might not have a charge on them. Um, so now, right now, we're looking at Harry Potter puzzle play. This is really cool when I have family over. It's one of my favorite things. Um, is uh, that, That's like the worst one I could have picked, isn't it? <laughs> um, so let's pick a, a castle, let's check that out. And you can pick like different puzzles. Like, kids love this because you can just do like 25 pieces if you want to. And Oh, then you've got to build it. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. and then you can look at it, and then, you know, oh, if you're, if you're cool. into puzzles, you can do this type of stuff. And then less mess. Saves it, you can pause the game, you can time it, see how long it takes, you try and beat your own time on a, on a puzzle or whatever you want to do. Really cool stuff. Um, a lot of games on the way too. Awesome. Okay. What- Thank you so much. Do you have another question, Mike?
2: Well, I'm just really interested in what the Back to the Future icon is. Oh, I know what that is. is.
5: What is that? It's a Video Kid. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Video Kid is a game where you um, are running away from a, uh, you're running to the VHS store. But no, you're running to your girlfriend's house because you rented a movie. So you have to like avoid all these. You ever play Paperboy? It's like that. You're avoiding Paperboy. Yeah, yeah.
19: yeah, yeah. And there. Yeah. yeah. And there's some games uh, we're still developing or whatever the case may be that haven't come out yet. Um, and uh, you know we have a lot in the pipeline. Awesome. There's an awful lot coming.
1: Awesome. Well, Justin, thank you so much for taking your time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. I really guys. appreciate it. We can't, I,
19: I think I'm going to buy one. I think I'm going to do it. I think you should do it. If you're a fan Arcade, 1UP, this is a great product. But I already have so many products. <laughs> <laughs> like, but thank you so much for your time. I yeah, really no
1: problem, it. guys. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. All right. We just got done checking out, I guess, let's say, Section 2, I guess you want to call it. Section that? 2. Section 2. We did a lot of great stuff, as you guys have heard. We, we probably talked to some of the... I think this is going to have the most guests we've ever had on a show.
2: I don't, Yeah, I don't think we're going to beat that. Yeah,
1: because yes. New, or, New Orleans New Orleans had, Yeah, like I corrected myself, <laughs> New Orleans had a lot. Yeah. But this, we're already way past that. Yeah, yeah,
2: we've gone further. Yeah. I know, my head's been spinning.
1: I, I, all I'm thinking about is beep, beep, video game? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So we just got done with a lot of the gaming stuff. Uh, we got done with Control, Alt, uh, GDC. Uh, we talked to some uh, Spanish developers. We learned, we talked to the guys behind Arcade One up. Uh, we just chatted to a bunch of great things. And now we are making our way to the main floor. The main floor is basically where all the business goes down. Main stage. The main stage for sure. The headliners. The headliners are there, yes. Uh, the big gonna, boys. The big boys. And not just me.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, sorry. I tried. Uh, but we're going to check out. Um, Skills. We're the, gonna check out Snapdragon. The gods. The gods. Uh, we're gonna do some big things. I will say this: I was a little sad when he didn't talk to Nintendo, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> uh,
5: the
2: the lords. The
1: lords. Yes, more. And uh, Mike, are you ready to take a walk with me?
2: The hierarchy.
1: Of okay, we'll gaming. take we'll take that as a yes. All right, Mike, let's go for a walk. Okay. All right, Uncle Dad and Mike here hanging out with. Just understand. T- understand this correctly. TLM Partners. Yeah, Three t- Little Monsters. Three
20: Little Monsters. Yeah, it's it so f- named after the CEO's three children. Oh,
1: <laughs> that's a compliment, right?
20: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- they're they're awesome monsters. They're like the Pixar version. So Ooh. you're good.
1: That's actually a good way to put it. Pixar version <laughs> monsters. I like it. 100. Awesome. percent And then uh, yeah, so I just I was really taken back by your guys' this mission statement. So if you can tell me more about this, what you guys are doing, I'd appreciate that.
20: Right, and you're, you're talking about gaming together anytime, well, anywhere that, any device? Well, that and also this
5: too, but yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah,
20: yeah. So we started as a work for hire studio. Awesome. Um, we are 100% remote to align with our mission statements, with which is to be kind of, yeah, free to game anywhere, anytime with anyone. Um, it inspires a lot of our work, like our cross-play technology and the work that we do for our clients and partners.
1: Awesome, and some of those Clients and partners are big names, right? Like, oh my gosh, Riot Games, EA. Uh, yeah, she's a big uh, Riot Games fan. Uh, 2K, <laughs> awesome. uh, you know, and new games you worked on. Back for Blood, I loved Black for Blood. Oh, yeah, great. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, so. awesome
20: to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we are a startup. It's been four years, but we have 30 years experience in the sense wow. that our upper management is definitely renowned. Um, walking around here, you'll see them, you know, just networking, very much part of the gaming community.
1: Awesome. What do you think is the biggest challenge when it comes to connecting uh, people to gaming?
20: Can you elaborate on that question? Well,
1: more in the aspect of like, you know, you're connecting people through remote work, right? Like, is that what we're doing, right? So yes. I, what is the challenge of that when everybody's kind of all over the place?
20: Um, I think uh, ch- working in games 100% remote, the challenge would be um, we one thing, okay, as a recruiter, one thing I'm really looking for right now in my candidates is active communicators. So people in which will take initiative to communicate with others. So by that I mean book a ten-minute meeting with someone, or take that extra sex to Slack them, huddle with them, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you're in an office or in a physical space, you you know you can wait for someone to come knock on your door yeah. or the water cooler talk, as everyone says. Um, so you really need to be an active communicator working in a remote first environment.
1: I think that's like just key, really, right now. And the pandemic has really taught us that, right? Is to be. <laughs> An active communicator, right? You,
20: you would think so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? I guess we could on the very right. I'm not
1: that wise. You but, know um, I got you too on that one. So you're <laughs> I, 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 that one. Um, I I have to comment on something else. Sure. I love the ring you're wearing i have oh. to say that i'm sorry yeah it's this really awesome like yellow and like a uh, what is that good is that a gem
20: thank you uh <laughs> every time i come to san francisco there are two places that i visit okay. um i will plug in my favorite bookstore borderlands bookstore oh. awesome magical place and the second is porter's vintage okay. and it's just this little stand and they have like really great jewelry um yeah and i it's one of the things about san francisco that's Like, the mission is just so unique to the rest of
1: the world. I 100% absolutely agree with that. How can our audience learn more about uh, your brand?
20: TLM, TLMpartners.com. Play our games. Uh, Definitely, we have 100 open positions. Again, 300 people strong in 26 different countries. 100% remote, unlimited PTO. Everyone is a shareholder in the company. Wow. Um, Awesome benefits. (laughs)
1: Are you looking for a graphic designer?
20: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think
1: I know somebody. Yeah. We
20: have we have a lot of open uh, open spots, but uh, of course, um, the best part is you know you get to work with the coolest recruitment team out there. So cool. wow, yeah.
1: yeah, you got me. So <laughs> sign me up. How do I apply? Yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so thank so much. You. I really appreciate you taking by. the time. Yeah, and, enjoy uh, your
20: GDC. Yeah, absolutely. You too. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Okay, we're here with Isaac Torres. Isaac, uh, the lost and the wicked. Uh, North
21: Country Farms. Yeah. we're intrigued to know what you're about. Uh, tell our listeners what what you have going on here. Yeah, so our name is our our game is called The Lost and the Wicked. We released today on March 24th in the morning. Wow. Uh, a couple hours ago. Um, it's a brutal twin stick psycho thriller, and our whole marketing strategy and our big uh, you know, like kind of guerrilla marketing scheme. Uh, was to create the world's first video game branded weed uh, that we partnered with a local farmer over over in uh, Sacramento, and it's getting distributed all around. Are you from Sacramento? <laughs> so he, he's from Sacramento. I'm. Yeah. I, I'm.
2: Yes, I I spent many years there. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yes.
21: Yeah, 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 yeah. They're both from Sacramento. Nice. Uh, we uh, we partnered with them. It's getting sold throughout California. There's a QR code to our site in each each one that uh, or each jar that's sold. Okay. Um, And yeah, the game's a a twin-stick psycho thriller. It has a story that is a character study with themes of regret, facing your fears, confronting your past. Oh. Um, It's got this really, like, hectic and intense uh, gameplay, you know, a really unique uh, grunge style. Yes. An original two-hour soundtrack. Oh. um, Made by Zach right here. Yes. Uh, And yeah, we're a team of three. you know, self-published, self-funded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we scrounged up enough money to come to GDC. Super psyched to be here. Yeah. It's my first time, my first time at any convention, really. Oh, wow, right, right um, on. So yeah, it's really exciting. So, you know.
2: so OK, so do you guys market, so you market the weed, and that's what gets people to the game. Is that yeah. right, or am I getting, am I getting that right? Yeah.
21: Yeah, yeah. Um, so the weed was uh, our idea to, get our name out there and you know get articles, get people talking about it. Sure, yeah. And you know, it's worked this week. We've gotten a couple of articles, a couple of people are interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool idea, a cool story. Uh, and we were really surprised there hasn't been a there hasn't been a weed product really or like attached to a video game. No. So this is the first of like any of that kind. And to be like a weed strain. It's like really top top shelf stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah we're we're super psyched, super excited. Um, you know it's gotten a lot of people's attention here. For sure. it's, it's gotten a lot of uh, uh, eyes on it. Um, yeah, we've just had a great time at GDC so far. So, like, I mean, you think about
2: it. When we're, I mean, when you're younger, especially, and you want yeah. to play games, you probably smoke a little weed. Yeah, and, and, yeah, <laughs> for a few hours, right? Yeah. So it's only. I think it's only a matter of time before someone has, has done this. And kudos to you guys for for thinking to to put the two, the two together. Obviously, we're in Northern California. Yeah. Where there's an abundance of weed. Yeah, uh, growing, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so and so the, the game. I would I would say you recommend smoking some weed before you play this game. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs>
21: that, that, that's the that's kind of the novelty of it. Yes. People have have people have been saying you know, smoking the wicked weed. It's called wicked weed. Yeah, uh, smoking uh, the wicked weed yeah. while playing the lost and the wicked. You know. Yeah. <laughs> to get like the full experience of it, but uh, uh, but yeah, the game's like awesome. We like, uh, we fully like. Believe yeah. in it. We think we made an awesome product here. It's, it's just cool. uh, the market is like very saturated. Yeah. Um, and oh, we yeah. kind of need something to like, you know, boost up and distinguish ourselves from everybody else. sir from a voice. That I've been talking for a I while. Know, like, I hear you, um, man.
2: You're, you're doing fine. But uh, what, so uh, let me ask you this: What if if people don't buy the Wii with the QR code? How do they how do they find you guys?
21: Where do they find us? Oh, we're uh, we're on Twitter. Yeah. Where, um, you know, if you look up the Lost and the Wicked, Lost and the has like all our socials and everything attached to it. Okay. Um, yeah, we're doing announcements on Twitter, doing like some giveaway stuff. Actually, with the weed, we're gonna do a type of a golden ticket type of thing. Like Willy Wonka. Uh, yeah, like Willy Wonka. Uh. A couple of the jars are gonna have a, a key for the for the game. Yeah. Um, right now, it's just like you know the QR code to go to our site. Like I mentioned. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and we're coming out with a new design later on. You know, we're we're really like committing to this thing too. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Can I can I ask
1: um, on the game aspect of things? Right. What what would you say? It's because it's a twin shooter, right? Twin stick shooter. Yeah. Would you say it's kind of in the same? Obviously not visually, but in the same idea of like Geometry Wars. Uh, Which one? Geometry Wars, like in the aspect of you know you're like a little spaceship. Yeah, you remember that, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember that game? Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that game. Because that's what it makes me think of, obviously, way more violent, but yeah.
21: Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah. uh, the lines and stuff like that, yeah, yes. yeah. No, yeah, the the inspiration was uh, uh, on it. Binding of Isaac, Nuclear Throne. That was my Hotline next one Miami. I was going to say. I was going yeah. to say
1: that one too, yeah. I'm a big fan of all those games, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and what's the soundtrack like? We didn't really dive into that, so what is
21: the soundtrack kind of like? Do you want to talk about it? There's Zach.
4: Yeah. Hi, my name is Zach. I did the, uh, the music. Uh, yeah, so the soundtrack's about about two to two and a half hours long. Um, every boss, all the gameplay leading up to the bosses, uh, is different. You know, it's kind of it's meant to be an experience, kind of a journey all the way to the end. Uh, I think people, when they get, it's very immersive um, overall. And uh, the, I use Logic Pro for nice. all for all the uh, the music and the sound effects. I think Logic, you know, I've been using it for years, so I definitely do have bias. But, awesome. But yeah. it's a it's a great it's a great software for it.
1: What's the vibe of the, of the music?
4: Vibe of the music, uh, man. I do. I so the the soundtrack is going to be two discs. Um, one is the Lost L O S T, Lost original soundtrack, and the <laughs> other's going to be the other's going to be the Wicked. So the uh, the Lost is more ambient. You definitely got kind of. I really focused on like what emotion you're feeling in that moment. So awesome. each boss kind of you got a Grim Reaper boss. It's definitely has a few more spooky tones to it. And then the Wicked, or like like some of the other bosses towards the end, it's just a culmination of all the instruments. And I have like three or four main instruments that you'll hear reoccurring throughout the game, kind of acting as like a motif. And uh, because, you know, subliminally, when you listen to a moment in a cutscene, you have a certain reaction. And you might not notice the music at the time, but when that music comes up later, it just brings out that feeling that much stronger later in the game, you know? This is like three I'd in like the four it. years in the works, so oh, awesome. it's been a lot of work and trying to m- make it exactly how we want it to be, and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of what we've made. So. You should be,
1: especially coming from kind of our neck of the woods. He's from Sacramento. I'm from the Stockton area, so it's kind of nice seeing you guys Represent. You. Represent us. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I love it, man. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm excited to play it, for sure. Yeah. I, ho- I think you are, too.
5: Yeah.
1: You're not yeah. a violent man, though.
2: Uh, no, but I have a violent past. <laughs> hey, the,
4: hey, that's the. You can relate I really very have a well. Violent past.
1: <laughs> you were once lost and wicked yourself, huh?
4: <laughs> are you lost sure. or are you wicked? Yeah. Are, are you both? <laughs> and then the, uh, the last thing I'd say is just uh, the Lost Sativa will be coming out soon wow, as yeah. second strain, and we're looking for other states, you know, um, S- Seattle potentially, or awesome. Washington, and then. Uh, oregon and nevada potentially
1: awesome i cannot wait Sam. to smoke that let's go yeah but all thank right. you
4: guys so much thank you so much for talking to us we appreciate you guys thank you yeah absolutely take,
1: <laughs> take care okay thank you all right everybody uncle dad here with jerry the ceo of tilt five with this amazing product that before i forget mike is here too that's right thanks. <laughs> we can't forget that mike's here uh jerry how are you
22: oh thanks thanks for having me i'm excited
1: uh, let's talk about uh, what you have here at GDC. It's I, I personally was not too familiar with it until we got here, and you know honestly it's one of the most incredible pieces of technology I've seen in a very long time. So I would love to tell our audience all about it.
22: Well, I think you just summarized it perfectly <laughs> yes. for me. It's just awesome. Now, um, so we have augmented reality glasses specifically designed for tabletop gaming. So board games, so it's an obvious uh, thing you can do with our system, but also action games, puzzle games, creative sandboxes, you know, you name it. Um, It's all about bringing people together around the table to play action-packed holographic games. So literally when you put the glasses on you see this beautiful world spill out of the game board and just pop up and it's just right there. You can reach in Directly interact with the game characters and the environment. You can move around and look at different angles, and then you can have all your friends around the table as well, looking into this virtual world. Plus, it's not like VR where it blocks you off and you can't see the world around you. You can see your beer next to you and your, you know, bag of potato chips, and and truly have that um, gaming experience. You know, with a very intimate connection with all your friends. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I I got to a chance to play it, and um, I don't know. I, I've never experienced any kind of any kind of play like that. I've done VR, obviously. I've done all the old consoles, but uh, just the, the 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 brightness of the colors and the environment, like, really, it's just, it's unlike any other thing I've ever felt before in, in gaming.
1: Could you uh, imagine having this growing up, Mike?
2: No, no.
22: (laughs) I mean, actually, this product stems out of dreams I've had my entire life. I remember, you know, the original Star Wars, Let the Wookiee Win, you know, Dedrick on, you know, the Millennium Falcon. It's like, oh, as I was just a young kid watching that, I'm like, someday it's going to happen. And it's such a joy that, you know, technology is at a point where I can be working on a project like that.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, a lot of the, a lot of what we're actually doing in technology now is stuff that we saw in a movie like a star Trek or the star wars like you're saying i mean there's hardly a
22: sci-fi movie out there that doesn't have some kind of like hologram popping up out of the table and that's what we're delivering
1: yeah and you are delivering a very solid almost i would say fully tuned experience because when i got to play it you know you you showed us some um some demonstrations as well and the the what, what the future holds for that product, I think it's going to be endless. And mm-hmm. I think um, I'm assuming it's going to be consistently updated as well.
22: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah products always, you know, they start off, uh, you you start crawling with it um, and it has a couple rough edges and then you knock those rough edges off and you improve and it's only going to get better.
1: Yeah. And so now we can do up to four players on this, Correct.
22: No, it's an unlimited number of people oh, around the number. table. Yeah, as long as so, you have, wow. yeah, the way our headset works, just to give um, some color on that, so the headset, you can plug it into a PC, you can plug up to four of them into one PC, or you can plug it into an Android or iOS phone and have one player per, per phone device. And then the way our system works, it's a game board that you put out on your table. It can be a square one or a rectangular, we have both. Mm. And then you can have your friends sitting around on all sides of the game board, and they get their own view into this virtual um, tabletop hologram. And uh, what's really exciting you know, for game developers is it's a rich environment where you can do different aesthetics depending on what you want to present to each of the players. So you can have fully symmetrical kind of views, where everyone sees all the information, you see your game characters, and if I'm sitting across the table from you, I might see the front of my character, you see the back of it, or you see the backside of a building, and I see the front side of it. Or as a game developer, you can decide, like, well, I want to have private information. So there's only information that you get to see. So if you're doing, say, a strategy game, you know, you could have a fog of war. And you can be placing your units all over the table and your friends can't see where you're placing them until the battle begins. And the fog of war starts to lift in in reveal and then it's revealed for everyone at the same Mm. time. Wow. Yeah. And then if your friends can't join you, it's trivial to just link your game board over the Internet, of course, just standard networking. And so your friends that can't join you in the same room, you can still play the game with them wow. yeah, that and works. then with all our sensors you there's things that the developers can do to make it feel like you're even more connected we have built-in speaker and microphone oh, we have the ability wow. to track your hand and physical objects and so those can be either like active elements in the game or they can actually be telepresent for your friends across the world yeah. and so you could reach in and point and say like let's go over here and attack this village and you'd see a holographic version of your hand show up wow
2: yeah that was my question was can you play it online with people Mm -hmm. you know anywhere so so i could be in this room that we're in on my phone and someone else can be across the country say north carolina on their pc but i could be doing it from my phone they can be doing it from their pc and we can be playing the same game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes
22: yeah yeah and there's even cross play too so you know we understand that there's quite a few players that aren't going to have the tilt 5 headset and wand and so we've been working with dozens and dozens of third-party developers and um, many of those games are cross-platform so if you don't have the headset you can still play on your screen against your friends have the tilt 5 system wow solves one of our chicken and egg problems right that's always the challenge when you introduce new Product is like you have to get critical mass out in the market. So we put a lot of emphasis, emphasis into making sure that it's a good experience. Uh, and I've been talking a lot about multiplayer experiences, but it's great solo too. Yeah, like We have a ton of solo games that you can play.
1: I actually wanted to ask about that because uh, there's three things that come to mind when I see this product. First thing, the first type of game I want to see or if, if it's there is like an RTS. Mm-hmm. I think that's great for it, right? Like a Rise of Nations or you know, Age yep. of Empires, right? That kind of style would be amazing in there. And then the next thing would be like a card driven game, like um, like a Hearthstone, Mario Kart, or something.
22: Or even right? even yeah. that would be cool too, yeah. yeah and yeah.
1: then um, and then the last one for me, and I, I this is really where I really want to kind of delve in is the world of tabletop RPG. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I think when I see that, I think of you know D and D, you know the Dune RPG, all these other stuff like that. How do we connect that? Like, how do we do a tabletop on there?
22: Yeah, so you know, one of our partners, uh, Battle Map Studios, has this really cool sandbox where you can create dungeons and terrains and rooms wow. and these maps. And they're all networked, so you can connect all of the scenes together and move your virtual or real-world op- miniatures across the board, and you can build your own maps. Wow. And then your DM can run you through your role-playing session. We actually just did a four-hour session a couple of weeks ago. It was a blast. Um, wow! We had five people around the table, and we did a, a little D and D session. Oh my god! And uh, you know, That's one amazing. of our colleagues was the DM, and then we brought some folks from you know just off the street in, mm-hmm. and. Wow. We had uh, just had the space for a limited amount of time, and they're at the end of the four hours. We're like, "Well, we got to wrap it up, boss fight," and uh, they're like, "Oh, we want to go more." Right. So that was really awesome to see, and um, it's going to be exciting for folks that um, want to do that type of um, role playing on it too. It's less action packed but more. Right turn-based
1: yeah, yeah absolutely because that's like what i thought of right away when i saw that when i first was introduced to, it, i was like wow this would be amazing because i love tabletop and being able to see that connect because i think the problem with tabletop too is building your imagination is great but having a, a visual representation is like even better right and we try with like you know writing you know uh you know maps or using you know in browser software but it's not the same this to me will create the most no. experienced oh, the most yeah, there was, valuable experience.
22: There were some really cool things that happened during this session. So, um, the DM set up like a rock trap. So, there was a tripwire and one of the players moved across it. So, um, visibility wasn't present for each of the players. Wow. So, he was able to set visibility of the tripwire. And of course, the person that tripped it couldn't actually see it from their side. So, they moved the character through, boulders dropped down from the ceiling on them. And it was. You know, really amazing. It added a level of, like, immersion that, you know, really heightened it. It didn't replace, like, the pen and paper style, but it just heightened it. Sure,
1: right. And I think that's what it is. The key is not, like, replacing it. It's just hiding that experience, right? That's so awesome, Mike. We need need (laughs) to play uh, D&D together now.
2: I have a a dumb question. But, like, so (laughs) when you're creating this world, does it, it saves, where does it save? Does it save on in the cloud yeah you can
22: save these you can share them with your friends um like battle map studio is really cool because it's partially procedurally generated so they have these like almost paint brushes so like i want to put trees in the environment and you use our magic wand which is a sixth off controller that you can kind of wave around the game board and you like sprinkle trees and they're kind of dropping out of your wand and you you can quickly make these maps and it's like well i want to put a brick wall here so you like pull one out of out of inventory and you just kind of drag it and kind of precisely position it into place and like oh i want a, a cabinet with you know dishes in it and you just like kind of push it up against the wall you know it's all of these props that you can bring in and then some of them are reactive too like the tripwire where the rocks fall and wow so Ooh. it's just pretty it's pretty interesting it's um pretty endless of what you can like, create in, in that particular tool. And we have a ton of tools like this. So uh, for people that just love true board games, we have Tabletopia, which has thousands of board games um, on there. So simple things like checkers, chess, poker, and then licensed content. And so far they brought, I think the count is up to 150 games. So you, you get this tool and it's what's awesome. It's free to play. So, wow. and it's cross-platform wow and you know if you if you want to save your game then you have to pay a little bit but you Mm. know uh, to get in there and play these games you can play them holographically now and what's cool is like you know checkers you know you just grab it and you just like pick up the checker piece and move it and everyone around the world or even around the table sees you picking that checker piece up and set it down
1: wow uh you know to to tie mike into this you know he's an artist is there going to be like a um a, a digital platform where he can paint, draw, and create characters? Like, you know, you know comic books, whatever, whatever silly things you make. <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever silly, weird art stuff I draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
22: And so one of our platforms on here is called Figmin XR. And so this is, how do I describe it? It's interesting. It's kind of a, it's got full Tilt Brush built into it. So you can be drawing, you know, on your table with Tilt Brush. Plus you can import 3D models into it, and then you can place them and you can manipulate them plus you can add physics and game logic to it and materials to it and it's super easy to use and it's collaborative so you sit around the table and you know i want to grab the character you just placed on the table i can grab it move it scale it and uh, that's going to be exciting because it's so accessible for anybody like i imagine grandma is going to be drawing hearts in 3d space with the grandkids but then there's going to be people are going to take that tool and do like beautiful piece of art that's reactive, that has like physics as- associated with it, making games in it.
2: Well, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I picture like, you know, me drawing something on a piece of paper, scanning it with a scanner, bringing it into Photoshop, coloring it in Photoshop, bringing that into Illustrator, vectorizing it like the process of, of where things have come to what you're describing. <laughs> um, again, the future's be- upon us is now. It's like, always the upon
1: is, us. Yeah,
22: you know, I, I joke around the office like we were talking earlier before we started the interview about my retro computer collection and arcade and uh, yeah. game consoles. Yeah. I love taking people through and showing them the first ever game controller from the Magnavox Odyssey. And it's like the most bizarre thing you've ever seen in the world. It's got knobs on, it's got buttons on the top. It's like, you know, when you're in the beginning of a new industry, you have no clue like mm. what the best practices are. And we're probably gonna look back 20, 30 years from now and be like, oh my goodness, like that till five, like how quaint, you know, they used a magic wand. Didn't you know that you were supposed to do a neural implant to do it? And it was so (laughs) obvious.
2: yeah a tree fairy you know is nothing you know right 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 you should be able to shoot trees out of your eyes
1: (laughs) yeah exactly um you know i i do want to ask um if we can talk about other like compatible stuff you had mentioned that you can use different controllers with this as well
22: Mm -hmm. how how
1: exactly does that work like does it mess with the the the, like the features of it at all or do you get the same experience
22: so um when we're working with third-party developers we insist on having a baseline function with our wand controller so our magic wand looks a lot like a barbecue lighter it's funny people joke about that all the time like oh it looks like a barbecue lighter and it's like well we went through about 100 iterations on it and there's a reason we landed on something that looks like a barbecue lighter everyone knows how to pull a trigger mm-hmm. everyone knows how to poke something with a stick and so that's how you get grandma to be able to draw with the grandkids and it's a really productive yeah. 3d pointing device right you can just reach in in six degrees of freedom you can also turn it sideways and it acts like You know, kind of a Nintendo controller. It's got an analog stick. It's got, you know, some some buttons on the side. You can do a two-hand control with it. But it's not perfect by all means, right? It's like, you know, sometimes you want, you know, twin stick. So you can just grab your favorite Logitech or Xbox controller. And if the game already supports it, it works. And so we didn't put any restrictions in there on what controls. We just... Want to make sure out of the box that you have a ability to play and that it's decent.
2: Wow. So yeah, what when you when you say out of the box? What comes in the box? To say I, I purchase one of these. What do I get?
22: Yeah. So you get the game board, which is part of our optical system, which actually helps generate these holograms. You get the glasses that have all the sensors and the display stuff in them, speakers, microphone, and then there's a cable that runs down to your computer or your phone to hook into it. Then you have the magic wand that I was just describing. So it's all in the kit, you know, ready to go. And then we have a bunch of free games that you can get um, to get started. And then there's, um, on our website, you can go and you'll be able to click and take you over to Steam or Google Play or wherever your favorite um, store is and download the games. Wow.
1: And then what is the uh, MRSP on this?
22: A uh, three fifty nine.
1: See, that's such a, that's such a good price. Yeah, like, yeah. That's such yeah. a good price to buy you in and get you ready to go. Like that's
22: We've been noticing that most people are buying between two and three headsets so you know we designed this we put so much work into it make it a social experience and it's resonating with people and they want to have that group experience
1: oh that's incredible what i what I really
22: like about it too is now
1: getting to know you a little
22: more is that to
1: me it you see the passion of gaming for you in the product so mm-hmm. when, when i think of everything you're saying you see the virtual boy you mm-hmm. know you see you see um Oh my, I, you see the the Wii, I I see, mm-hmm. and I would honestly like to say that I feel like it's the most innovative piece of like console technology since probably the Wii. You know, when the Wii mm-hmm. came out, mm-hmm. it changed the way we looked at games and accessibility, right? And I think to me, when you play this, it adds that conception of like, hey, this is for everybody, and it's a way of adding like that little sense of you know, very light VR, people, augmented reality, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, giving anybody the ability to play that and I think it's something that I, I, I really just applaud you for because it's so hard to do
22: I admire Nintendo to yeah. the nth degree you can see that completely It's you know, you know the origin story of how we got here with this product goes way back to you know My childhood, but it also I was in the toy industry for quite a few years and when I started in the toy industry designing toys I was pretty naive and you know, I'd be working with these toy executives and you can pitch toy ideas and you know, I'm a nerd, you know, I would design these uh, toy concepts, go to them and pitch it, and it would be like the nerd's toy, and they would beat me up so badly. I was actually in tears once. They were just so, like, harsh on me about how um, tone deaf I was on how I was designing these products, and they actually pulled me aside, coached me, like, you have to understand your audience, so if you're going to make a toy for a 12-year-old boy, you have to, like, understand that audience you have to pretend you're that audience and then you know design the toy then it doesn't matter if it has displays and blinky lights it's got to be fun and so from there I progressed over valve software hired me to put together their R&D department and Gabe Newell when he hired me he's like this is your mission right now video game players are in little silos it's not a group experience we want to move into the living room we want the whole family to play go. You know, spend as much money as you want, hire all the best people, just make it happen. And so for about four years we did like deep research of like how do we bring people together and that's where I got the bug for augmented reality. I was like, this is truly how you're going to bring people together because you can bring in all these factors that make it very appropriate for the hardcore gamer but also relatable enough and friendly enough for non-gamers to jump in here and have a good time and that's the magic that nintendo did with the wii i remember when it came out you know hardcore gamers were like i'm never gonna buy that thing what a piece of garbage and then sure enough they had one and when their friends came over they were playing wii sports on it so that was that was was, (laughs) was you guys that
2: was the end of of many nights uh after going out (laughs) let's go back to the house and play drunk we yeah
1: drunk
22: beer. yeah drunk we yeah <laughs> right. drunk till five yeah. I, there's a reason I said you can see your beer like, yes, you know, i love the way you think. I love yeah. it it's awesome <laughs> yes. um
1: I think it's also exciting too and you know I know we got to wrap it up but i, I what i'm exciting to see is how we implement you know classic titles too it would be nice mm-hmm. to see like you know it's I think it'd be fun that you're talking about beer to see like a, a augmented version of of uh root beer tapper Oh, of course, of right. course.
22: How about um, the one I've been wanting to get is um, oh, shoot, now I'm spacing it. Warlords. Wow. Yes. You know, Hell yeah. Good, I, I'm good a, call on that one. Yes. I'm a true believer in like kind of tried and true game mechanics. Yes. Like there's these game mechanics out there that have existed since the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. You know, now for the first time, you could have four people, you know, defending your castle and oh, the, you know, drinking your beer, eating your chips, and it's just like. It's the simplest gameplay ever, but yeah. it's just heightened because you're sitting across, you know, from your friends, you form alliances like you yeah. and I, like, you know, yeah. team up and like crush our buddy for a little while. And all yeah. of a sudden down, you Mike. defect and then, <laughs> and now there's a new alliance. Yeah. And that's what we experienced in the early days of Valve. And that's what really sold me on it. like we made the dumbest games and we were spending like four hours just like having the social experience, yeah. even though the graphics weren't there or the deep storyline was there
1: yeah and i think with gaming and what i love about it it's that there's two sides of it right there's the casual side and then there's the involved side right and i I love both and i think it's hard to really like sometimes i think we forget that hey gaming needs to just be simply fun you know like mike mike's not a hardcore gamer but he can enjoy a a great fun game Mm -hmm. like he's not going to sit down and play cyberpunk right but he's going to sit down and play warlords Mm -hmm. right because it's just you pick up play that's it you know maybe he would play cyberpunk i don't know how do you know what i'm going to play you have the time for that? Oh man, Gauntlet's been thrown <laughs> I know you, got, you got time <laughs> to play an 80-hour game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, um, I really can't tell you how excited I am to get one of these. And I'm very happy we took time to, to speak to you and I yeah. hope to speak to you again in the future and really kind of dive into it more.
22: Yeah, be sure to check out our website at yeah. till5.com. You can pre-order now. We're back-ordered probably until the summer, but our manufacturing is um, gearing up. We're shipping every single week. There's new games every single week, so it's it's gonna get good.
1: Awesome, yeah. Do you have any anything last words? Um,
2: well, just uh, Christmas is coming.
1: Well, don't look at me. <laughs> 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 uh, well, thank you so much, Jerry. I really appreciate you taking the time. Well, thank you. It was uh, an, an honor. Is there also like a social media at all they can follow you at?
22: Yeah, we're pretty active on Twitter. If you just want to get trolled a bunch, so. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> or- Nice. (laughs) We we like to troll a lot.
1: I have actually one last question. So we're talking about, you know, obviously very passionate about old school gaming. What would you say is like your favorite game or at least one of your favorite games of all time?
22: Oh, boy, that's really hard. It depends on my mood. Um, I'm a pinball collector. I have 80 pinball machines. So pinball might be up there. But I think on the video game side, I probably put more time in my life into Command & Conquer wouldn't yes. that look great on our system too yeah. oh my god yes yeah. Red, so regular, if regular three yes <laughs> if you're from westwood uh, contact us we want that oh
1: my god that's a, I mean you know you ever played that but command and conquer is so good oh yeah
2: I, my
22: to play it across days. from your friends oh, it would just be that's, epic yeah man
1: i think for me be, i honestly i totally forget about that game but when anybody ever brings it up i'm always like man i've totally forgot how great that game was so yeah. thank you for also like Man, I love talking about games. Sorry.
22: <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, come back. Uh, come to our office. Let's hang out. You know, I can talk your ear off.
1: Well, please, let's do it. Okay. I would love to. Thank you wonderful. so much. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uncle Dad here. And we are wrapping up our wonderful two part episodes of GDC, the Game Developers Conference. 2022, uh, live in San Francisco. I am Uncle Dad, and with me, as always, is the ever so lovely Mike Hampton. Mike, how are you? I'm great, thank you. What a what
2: a week! What a week!
1: What a, what a week. wonderful week! Wonderful week. Uh, and what we kind of wanted to do is just kind of chat it up for a little bit, give a little recap, maybe let's talk about some things we haven't t- talked about in the show yet. Um, But really, let's just kind of break it down. Uh, Now, I was there for the first two days without Mike. I was just with the intern, Ha Young, which really quickly, Mike, let's shout out the intern because she did a wonderful job. Huge shout out to Ha Young. Yes, huge shout out, huge. The biggest. The first two days, honestly, Mike, were just about sessions or like just these personal things which we recapped in day one about, you know, programming, developing, all that stuff like that. And honestly, you probably wouldn't have found that fun because who wants to talk about programming? Somebody does, not me. <laughs> but it was it was kind of cool learning about lighting. Uh, <laughs> lighting? Yeah, like it takes a lot to light a video game.
2: Oh, you mean like to put the right lighting in so that there's, there's shadows and this and that.
1: Right, right, right. And I guess you can relate to that as an artist, right?
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta know lighting when you're when you're doing anything uh, on the computer digitally. Coloring, I guess it goes it goes across to all, all forms of art in that in that space.
1: The only difference is that lighting a video game, just lighting, each lighting source costs about ten to twenty thousand dollars.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't even understand that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about that that they have to you have to really select your lighting sources correctly because if you don't, you're spending more money than you you intend to. So lots of games, which I don't understand what this really means, but lots of games use the five same lighting sources, source over and over again. And I don't understand, like conceptually, I don't. I, I think I understand what that means, but I don't really understand what that means. But if they have more than that, or like, you know, too many light sources, each of those costs so much money to use. I don't know I, maybe I'm boring everyone right now but like I think it's like really weird when you think about that in a video game
2: <laughs> let's have a whole episode just about lighting yeah Bob. video game lighting art lighting uh, lighting in a room <laughs>
1: home lighting uh, smart lighting Christmas
2: lights uh, yeah <laughs> let's we'll, get, know, a, light, we'll the get lighting in your car <laughs> what do you
1: think we can
2: get a guest who does lighting
1: <laughs> uh one last thing though on the idea of lighting what i found interesting that i never thought about is how in gaming you have to think about where a lighting source is hitting your character and if you move right that lighting source has to move properly otherwise if it comes to it automatically makes it not truthful anymore does that make sense yes and that's why you weren't there for the first two days (laughs) right (laughs) so ha actually went to a a session that was all about how the human eye perceives things
2: (laughs) hmm that's kind of actually interesting to me
1: really that's interesting to you but not lighting huh
2: (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) Yeah, I would. I would listen. I would be into learning about that. Did you guys cover that?
1: Uh, she she covered it. We talked about it a little bit of it in, in the uh, day one, uh, part one. I'll have to um, listen to that. Yeah, you should. As you should listen to every episode. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second day was all about interviews, and again we covered that in part one. Uh, and Wednesday, uh, which is day three, that's where you join us, and those interviews are on part two. Uh, or part one still and you covered some of those with us and again we already went through that so let's talk about a recap really on the show floor because I think the expo floor is so hard to cover in the time that we're given I mean what do you say
2: yeah well it's you know there's a lot of different booths all kinds of different things some of it I had no idea what any of it was but um, I think what, what happens is you you go from one thing to the next and it's just it's a lot of work to cover everything and you kind of get uh, you can kind of get burnt out
1: oh yes and we knew that we, I, we learned that about me real fast <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's definitely can burn you out because also it's a lot it's a lot of talking it is a lot of talking like and a lot of talk, talking and a lot of listening and not just like listening to like hey Mike tell me about your art it's more like hey Mike tell me how you program this game into whatever format it is <laughs> you know what I mean like it's so involved.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots. Of, you know, I mean, there, there's there's the gaming stuff that was the indie stuff we saw. There was maybe a step up from not as not as not so indie, but still like, you know, companies that were trying to get their games picked up by bigger companies. And then there's like the big guys, which, um, which are the companies that make the games, right, For, or put or how people make games so there's so many different kind of gears to talk about yeah and then uh you know and then you're also going to mixers and parties afterwards with all the same people so um you know it's a good thing that we're both young strapping lads and we can do such things
1: absolutely yeah i i I agree because if i was an older man they'd be tough (laughs) What did you find? Let's talk about mixes real quick. You went to two of them or three of them? I can't remember. I think you went to two, right? Um,
2: two. I don't know. Two. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah.
5: sure. I can't remember either. Two. Two.
1: Uh, two or something. What did you? What was your favorite one out of the two you went to?
2: Um, the one that had actual games that you could play in it. This the okay, the, so the second cool. one. We went to the one at uh, Temple Nightclub in San Francisco, and that was cool because there was actually a bunch of gamers set up where you could try out games. And, um, you know, the other one, I think you just listened to someone talk and that was not, I don't think that was the right environment for such a thing.
10: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: And and a club.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I wanted us to talk about that because, because I agree with you completely. It's like, I would, it was like everybody every day, was either in sessions or talking to somebody, right? And then we're at the club or the bar where it's like open bar or free drink or whatever it may be. And, you know, people would have DJs going and having a great time. And then it's like, all right, everybody, everybody, stop having fun. Listen to me talk. You know? <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I think if you're going to do that, you got to start off with the talk and then let everyone get into drinking and music because... To reverse that after you're right, after you've been at a thing all day and probably days before, it's, you know, it's like wrangling kids after recess. It's just no one wants to sit back down and be quiet. <laughs> and, and that's what uh, I think that was just, you know, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a well, I'm not an expert in such things, but I, I would advise to them to, to switch that up.
1: Listen back, everybody.
2: But we did have some uh, fun, fun dancing with the crew later on. So we did dance a jig. <laughs>
1: we did, we did dance a jig. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You like that. Um, huh? I did. I, I, you know, I don't know if there's a video of it, but you definitely saw Uncle Dad get down, huh? Yeah. Yeah. A little
2: down. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the parties were fun. Um. You know. At some point, it's just like, all right, we're uh, what are we doing here? Um, this could be any night at any club or bar situation. So, um, but overall, yeah, it was a good experience. I've never been to a, a game developers conference before, and um, obviously not a huge gamer, as we talk about on the show often and in these episodes. But I still felt like I. Uh, worked my way through a lot of stuff, which I had no idea what people were even talking about. <laughs> and so which there you go.
1: Such a you did such a good job of making people believe. So thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're, welcome.
1: Uh, You're welcome.
2: Maybe I'm. Maybe there's a part of me that that's an that's an actor
1: in there. Oh, oh for sure you are. For sure you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite game you played? Is there something that you were like, yeah, I really like this?
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, the Mutant Football League game was probably the most fun. That was one where we, we started playing and we left because, you know, we were working, but uh, I could easily see myself playing that more and more. Um, but also the Tilt 5 stuff, like I just, we, we, we tried a demo of it and I think it was so cool. And I definitely could see myself immersing more into that world if had the time
1: yeah yeah um tilt 5 like you know and for those who have just heard the interview tilt 5 I cannot tell you guys enough and then this isn't like you know trying to sell you anything it's just the truth I genuinely believe that is going to be the most innovative like you know console type thing since we look the Wii in the aspect of connecting everybody and making it simple for everybody and to Mike's point it's like you know he's not the biggest gamer but I mean, you could see the joy out of Mike's face. He was smiling the whole time. It was very genuine. He was having a great time playing it. You know, we didn't get to do any multiplayer, but could you imagine, Mike, if we were all playing like that game, that uh, the, like the three D Explorer game together, all th- all four of us? Just that would have been so much fun.
2: Yeah, I think that's like a groundbreaker, and I, and I hope that it catches on for people because, um, it's such a different realm. Like you're you're looking at a whole 3d world without being in a virtual reality um and you can play with people i know you can do the same thing in vr where you can play with people all over the world <clears throat> online but yeah it was just such a cool uh cool experience and speaking of vr there was a vr game a fighting game that we played that i thought was i was having fun with that too i forget the name of it oh, but
1: it was uh, the japanese developer right that's correct yeah, you heard uh, Uncle Dad speak some Japanese. That was cool, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to hear that. Yeah, that
2: uh, was impressed. That was a
1: fun game. That was that made you feel like a badass. That made you feel like a hero, and it made me go like, "Man, could you imagine?" Like, I love the shield mechanic, and I was like, "Man, could you imagine playing like a Captain America game like that?"
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did make me feel like I could fight with a sword and shield, even though yeah. I know damn well I could not. But felt well, like I could. <laughs> For that short time, <laughs> and then I got nauseated and had to take off the glasses,
1: goggles, whatever they are. Whatever they are, yeah. One of the most intriguing games we saw that we didn't actually cover is the, like, is essentially the Uber simulator, the urban driver. That's right. Yeah. That was yeah. They, odd. I don't
2: think they they didn't yeah. Well, they didn't have it set up for people to play, but the way the guy described it as, uh, yeah, it's a rideshare game, you know. Where you're casually driving around picking up people dropping off people you could even do doordash which i thought was funny um but yeah picture a car game where you're not racing or you're not trying to destroy a bad guy or get away from anyone you're just basically doing what you'd really do in real life if you were a rideshare driver (laughs)
1: just driving around So, what's funny is um, I was telling a, a, a friend of ours who is um, he's a, essentially a, a foreign exchange student, basically. And I'd asked him, I go, would you play this game? Would you play a game where you could be a rideshare dr- driver? And he looked at me just dead in the face. Hell yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Something about it, how they built it uh, to emulate the city exactly. Like if that was, uh, I don't know, a New Orleans rideshare game, I'd I'd probably be like, all right, yeah, I want to ride around, ride through the French Quarter and drop people off over here, and maybe the, I don't know if the characters get in and you're drunk and you have to deal with drunk people or what, but um, I could see the the charm in in the game for sure.
1: Well, it's interesting because his perspective was great because he said, well, yeah, I I don't know how to drive, so it would be nice to. To play this game, because then I can drive and get that experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it should come with a steering wheel instead of the. Controller.
1: <laughs> a steering yeah. wheel and a breathalyzer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, any other highlights for you, Mike?
2: Um, for me, well, oh man, uh, yeah, the burger game was fun, uh, or the fast food game. Um, yeah, I liked a lot of the indie developers. You know, I know we talked about them a few times. Um, And then just, uh, you know, meeting people who who create their own things and their passion behind it. It's just like any other art form or uh, thing, uh, you know, where where people are creating their own work and they have a passion behind it. Um, In a world where I don't really know a lot about it, it it was fun to see that. What about you? What was your uh, highlight, Uncle Dad? I
1: think I have two. Uh, Number one honestly is till five that really blew my fucking mind like i did not think i think being a big gamer you see a lot of gimmicks i've seen a lot of gimmicks and you know it was just like i thought that that's what, kind of what i thought it was gonna be but man it felt like so much more and on top of that i felt like i found the female version of retro gaming nomad <laughs> because it was so fucking nice to talk to somebody who knew their shit about video games, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I, I commended, I commend you for your knowledge, you know, hearing your knowledge and all that. Cause it sounded like everything she was mentioning, which again, I, most of it knew nothing about you were right, right on point with, uh, with all of it. So you are a wizard when it comes to the gaming world, apparently. Like yeah, the movie.
1: I was gonna say, is that the reference of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it happened That's in real time. <laughs> we, need, uh, we need to have Fred Savage on the show and we can talk about that movie one day.
2: <laughs> Let's get him on. You know, another highlight, uh, I know you said you had two, but let me throw in one in between your two. Oh. <laughs> I had another highlight was the uh, the Food card that GDC gave us as press Um, You know, we got to eat for free and take some goodies home. So Shout out to GDC for the for the food card for us press members. Thank you
1: You know, what's funny is that I want to add on to that is because That blew my mind because you know, I think you know, I've done a few press events, you know without you and then we've done a few together And at all those events, we've never had that happen yet. And then so like that happens. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like, this is, this is how it should be every time.
2: (laughs) I think so. Yeah. Why not? Why, 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 why wouldn't it be? Yeah. And not just the little room with the snacks, like the nature, nature's valley and, uh, (laughs) bottled water, like mini bottled water. Like we want the real food. Like we need some substance. So let's keep it, let's keep it on the higher tier. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and honestly, the the happier you keep us, the more the better we can review everything, right? That's right. That's right. Oh, good man. Uh, my second highlight was actually talking to um, Rick, of pickpock. I really enjoyed talking to that guy about games and what he thought about gaming and where it's going and where it's headed and how when me and him had a side chat about gaming, it was just nice. Because I think I realized, you know, for a long time, Mike, and I think you knew this, is that I used to work for a for a major gaming uh, retail company. And, you know, I'm very passionate about gaming. So it was always nice to talk to somebody about that all the time. And, you know, nowadays, I don't really get to talk to people who are that passionate about it. And so, you know, um, it was nice kind of having that environment to do that, you know. And it was nice for me being able to connect to people who are just as passionate about gaming as I am. Does that make sense? yes
2: yeah oh yeah you were totally in your in your zone out there and you know you also are when it comes to comic conventions and stuff like that but yeah you were that you're definitely in your element and it showed so i'm happy you got to experience that as a member of press for yeah the podcast yeah
1: yes yeah yeah it was it was kind of emotional for me man because I've known about GD since I was, like, 15, basically. Essentially, it's actually, no, 16, since I basically met you. And it's just fucking crazy how life always works. You know, we always talk about that. How life is always kind of coming full circle, and I felt like it happened again, because it's like, you know, not only that I get to go and experience something that I've always wanted to experience, I got to experience it with somebody I, I cherish and I enjoy being with. And it was just fucking fantastic, man. And it was just, it was something that I will always be grateful for. So, and it was something that, you know, I mean, I got to do it not only with you, but also for something that, you know, I own. So it was just, it it was just beautiful to me in so many ways.
2: Oh, you were talking about me. I thought you were referring to the intern being there with you.
1: Definitely not. That's you, my sir. Oh, Oh. okay. Wow. That was so special. Thank you. Um, but yeah, man, all in all, it was, it was a great time. I hope we can do it again next year. Uh, if we don't, well, we'll do another one uh, eventually. Uh, but I would like to do this yearly because I think it's, there's just, and I think next year will be even better because assuming that we're still on the right track with COVID, right? It'll be even better next year, I would say. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of things are just getting getting back into the swing of things, especially events where there's people so yeah of course um, as the years go by and hopefully COVID continues to go away yeah I think so
1: but yeah Mike that was GDC Uh, any last thoughts before we close out well
2: um, I will say that it it was inspiring and that um, this summer there may be some game involving a comic book character that I draw named Captain A-Hole so people will keep listening to our show and we'll let you know
1: okay i look forward to that uh yeah everybody thank you so much for listening i remember ultimately we have to thank you guys all because we wouldn't even be going to this show if you guys didn't weren't listening so thank you all for listening taking the time listening to me and mike banter about our stupid silliness and uh we appreciate you appreciate you all very much and fan expo we promise we're going to deliver hopefully we'll mix it up a little bit all right everybody remember i'm not your uncle i'm not your dad just someone you can talk to i'm uncle dad with me as always is mike and we will see you all next week